Talk Radio. Thank you, James. Thank you, Ash. Busy show this evening. We're kicking off at 10 o'clock with Stephen Murdoch, computer expert. He's got a new app. And also, he'll be uh, talking about what happened at BA. And then at 11 o'clock, we've got Stephen Page, formerly of the Bare Naked Ladies. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Surprise, surprise. Understand your shock at getting wise. the show at 11 o'clock. Now, um, <clears throat> we are supposed to be talking to Stephen Murdoch now, but we're having problems getting through to him. Um, 
Uh, by the way, we've got some uh, world-exclusive news about Stephen Page when he comes on at 11. World-exclusive... That's enough of that. Uh, we're supposed to have Stephen Murdoch on, the computer expert. He was going to be talking about um, technical uh, the, 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 the um, situation at BA and the balls up that's happened there. Um, but we, we're struggling to get through to him. We're going to keep trying. He's, he's, he is um, also demonstrating a new app um, this evening, which he claims will um, make it sound like he is in the studio with me. He's not here. If you're looking on Periscope, he's not here. There is no camera trickery. He will make it sound like, with this new app, that he is broadcasting in HD and in 3D. Um, and it really will be uh, uh, astounding, astounding stuff if it works. But as I said, we, we are struggling to get through to him. However, 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 um, this bit of the show always goes absolutely nuts, absolutely mental. We, we get inundated with phone calls. So... If you have any tech questions, and it can be anything, it can be about BA, it can be about the, the, the virus um, that, that affected the NHS recently, it can be um, maybe you're having trouble converting files at home. Give us a call now. We will call you back, but do give us a call now, 0344-499-1000, because this really is... Um, a part of the show, I can see people calling in now. This is a part of the show when the phones go bilio. They really do. And uh, so many times I get people um, emailing me or texting me after Stephen's been on and going, oh, I tried to get through and I couldn't get through and you should have him on for longer and you should get him on more often. Um, and um, it, it, he's on for as long as he's on for. So, so don't, um, don't be disappointed. Give us a call now. Um, I'm, I, I am hoping we'll get him on at some point. So I can see Catherine beavering away trying to do the thing. Maybe it's his new app he's using. I'm not sure. Um, but do give us a call. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. 0344 499 1000. And of course, it's not just computer um, uh, uh, things that he knows about. He knows all about um, uh, new video games consoles. And we'll perhaps be talking to him about Nintendo Switch. Um, he knows about um, all the electrical goods in your home, televisions, DVDs, anything like that, mobile phones, he knows. Maybe you're thinking about buying a new TV or upgrading your mobile and you're not quite sure what you should go with uh, or where you should go. Well, Stephen Murdoch will have all of those. Have we got him? No, we haven't got him just yet. Okay. Is he? I think he's there now. Stephen, are you there? Stephen, are you there? It says on my screen he's there. Okay, no, we'll keep we'll, we'll keep trying. We'll 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 make this work, guys. We gotta make it work. Otherwise, I haven't got a first hour of the show. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Catherine, maybe answer some of those phone calls that are coming through now, and 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 perhaps Stephen, if you're listening to us, you can try and contact um, us. Um, and maybe it's, it's, maybe it's, it must be a problem our end. I mean, that, that, that's the only thing I can, uh, see that would make, um, would make any sense whatsoever. Um, what to talk about? Oh, I'll tell you what we can talk about. I went and saw, and no spoilers, guys, no spoilers from me. We went and saw, Catherine and I went to a press screening of the new Wonder Woman movie. And, um, let me tell you, it's long. It's a really long film. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. 
I thought it was really, really good. Um, I just thought it was too long. It's two and a quarter hours. And I'm just thinking, if I've got kids sitting through that, there's the, the, and, and there are long bits where it's set in World War One, right? And I don't like things set in the World Wars, ones or twos, because... I find it really boring. I find it a really dull period of, I mean, dull. I mean, yeah, but I just find it a bit dull and a bit tiresome. Um, so that, that bit, there's, there's a bit where, um, she, and this isn't a spoiler. She gets off, off, off Wonder Woman Island and then she goes off to World War One, but then half a long bit when nothing happens. I mean, right, re- about 45 minutes where nothing happens, but it was good. And, um, you know, there's, there's certainly enough in there for the dads. I can guarantee that. Can you, is that fan on it? Cause I'm sweating a ball off here. Abs, literally sweating my balls off. Literally. There we go. Now we're on. Now we're on. How we, how's it looking with Stephen? Says he's on, it says on my screen he's on, but we've been there before. Stephen Murdoch, can you hear me? Stephen Jeremiah Murdoch, do you hear me? London calling, London calling. No, he's not there. Okay, and the lies just dropped off. Okay, we, we 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 will get there. We will sort it out. That's what we do. If listen, if Murdoch can't sort it out, then nobody can sort it out. This is what happens when you are at the forefront of technology. When you are pushing the boundaries, quite often. Those boundaries um, that push back, and they're pushing back tonight. But I'm I'm, I'm pretty certain we can um, we can sort something out. I tell you what, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. We call you back. Any tech questions, or if you just want to phone up for a chat, please do that. Uh, let's go to a break while we try and sort Stephen out. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Okay, you're listening to Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, <clears throat> we've just um, managed to speak to Stephen Murdoch on the telephone. Well, Catherine has just spoken to him on the telephone, and he's having problems activating um, the new app. But we we think we think we think that um, he's very very close to um, to a breakthrough. So the fingers crossed. We will have him in the next few minutes. If you've got a technical question, something to do with gadgets, computers, televisions, your hi-fi, uh, hi-fi. That's how old I am. Uh, perhaps you're thinking of upgrading to um, a new phone and you don't quite know where to go. Well, why not give um, give Stephen Murdoch a call? Um, o three four four. Four nine nine one thousand. If uh, you, 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 the thing about mobile phones, they're so expensive, and you either spend a fortune on a mobile phone, or you get tied into an eighteen-month or even a twenty-four-month contract. Um, and if you do that, and the phone's pony, then you're stuck with it. So why not pick up the telephone that you've got now um, and speak to uh, an expert, Stephen Murdoch, and he will be able to help you with that. Or maybe your TV's on the blink, and you're, you're thinking, well, I've seen these new TVs seen these tvs that they're as thin as paper and they're curved well i don't know why you'd want a curved television um but if you're thinking about um getting a tv um then do give us a call 0344 499 1000 i'm getting the thumbs up that we're almost through to Stephen. he's going to be um part of the problem getting hold of him for the last 15 minutes has been he's going to be um uh, premiering a brand new app um which anyone can get their hands on, and it is going to revolutionise 
radio broadcasting. He assures me that when he, uh, he when he comes on, it will sound, it will be in HD, it will be in 3D, it will sound like he is in the studio with me. And if that's the case, that is an absolute game. Uh, we got him? Have we got him? Hang on a second. Stephen, are you there? Hello, can you hear me? Ah, success, success, uh, success. What do you think of uh, what we're operating here, what the system we're operating, the 4106? This is, and there'll be people, this is incredible. Um, it, it, listen, people will be at home not believing there is. If you're watching on Periscope, you can see it is just me in the studio. Hello, there's no one else here. This is amazing, Stephen. Tell me about this app. I'm not I'm not in the studio. It's an app. Um, at the moment, it's operating on a system which we're calling 4106. Yes. Um, I, and, and I think you agree it's crystal clear. I'm not in the studio. If, if any, as you say, any you're listening. I'm looking watching. behind me because is he... How have you done this? I thought, behind, I thought you were behind me or something. That's absolutely incredible. How does it work, Stephen? What, what power is it? Uh, it's the power of being in Reading and talking down, <laughs> talking down a phone. <laughs> uh, it's, as, it's as simple as that. I'm in Berkshire. I'm phoning you from Berkshire. I've yep. been at a conference. Oh, great, great. And um, I think you agree, uh, you know, if anybody's worried that I'm in the bedroom with them listening to this, I'm not. I'm actually in my hotel room many, many miles away. <laughs> uh, Similar defence that you gave in caught now <laughs> i'm teasing i'm teasing oh. but it is actually almost identical to what you said yeah but i, I that, that, that was unproven but you know you, the, the point is it's a very good app and uh, and this is great it. and anyone can download this for their phones yes, and, and basically indeed. put me yeah. out of a job but who had a job is that put me out of a job you boffins Ah, uh, well, you know, us guys, you know, there's been huge advances <laughs> in technology over the years. I heard you talking about curved televisions, yes. um, you know, the Samsung, the EU 65K, yes. the EU 55K, Samsung 40-inch, uh, 1080p, full HD. These are all, these are all very wonderful uh, advances in technology, and I think you'll agree that... Um, you know, th- th- this is this is this is where we're going. Yeah. This is where technology oh, yeah. is going. Well, th- there's been lots of stories recently, uh, Stephen, about how we're all going to be out of jobs because of the rise of the robots. And I did a show on it on a, f- a few weeks ago, saying right. em- embrace it, embrace the embrace. Well, in fact, you can embrace the robot with sex bots. Oh, I don't know about that. You know, I've, I'm I'm very lucky. I've uh, I did well. I did have a girlfriend for a while, and you know, I've I've, I've been dating a lot and meeting a lot of uh, women and stuff. I, I wouldn't need to uh, hire, you know, invent something that yeah. I could have uh, sexual intercourse. It wasn't a, pr- a proper uh, human being. Okay. Well, let's um, uh, let's talk about the. that's a possibility, of course. You know, the way things are going. Let's talk yeah, about the. And some of them have got situation let's let's focus for a second and just okay. talk about the situation at ba british airways they've had an absolute nightmare of a, of a week haven't they yes they have um what's, what's basically happened they've been oper- operating a system called nats called nats nats national air uh, traffic services nats yes uh, which is a partly privatized service um and it was uh, yeah, last month. Um, Secretary Stephen Bryce confirmed that government was making a thirty million pound loan to this cash trap and that, yeah. and that is the problem. That's where the problem of the air traffic control glitches have been. Um, what it led to was a two-hour glitch in the West Street in the Air Traffic Control Centre in West.
West London, and it led to tremendous problems. Now, people were basically queuing up outside Heathrow and Gatwick, and this is unacceptable. Um, What has happened, in fact, is is a mass breakdown. And, of course, apart from the inconvenience, it's it's the danger element. You know, we don't want people... Smashing into each other in midair. Well, if you get hit, in, I don't know if you have, if you ever get hit in the shin by one of those trunkies, those those um, uh, happen, uh, yeah. for the, the suitcases for children, which I I don't think children should be allowed to have their own suitcases. No. No. The, the, get hit in the shin with one of those. Bloody hell, you know about it, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, you can't say anything to the, 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 the parents no. nowadays. Can you be hauled up in front of the beak? Yeah. Um, well, I was at the shop the other day, and a child came up to me and called me. Can I say smell? Can I say smell? Smelly poo on the. You can say that. Yeah, you can uh, say that. Call me smell. I call me smell. A smelly poo. Anyway, I t- I turned around and I said, "What? Well, who do you think you are?" And the mum's had a right go at me. Yeah. And sometimes I think some of these parents, you know, I mean, I don't know whether it's hanging's too good for some of the parents of these kids. Well, of course they are. They got tattoos, some of them, and they smoke. And I think that in, in cases like that, people with smoking tattoos who, 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 who don't keep control of their children, they should have them taken off them, maybe. You know? Can, uh, we've got a, a text here, um, I don't, they didn't put their name on, but they, their phone number ends 728, it says, it sounds crap, Skype is much better. Well, I would suggest that that's probably your radio that's making it sound crap. I would, and there's a lot of jealousy about it, and it's probably one of our competitors. <laughs> yes. And that's uh, Barry Saunders at um, AWS. Yeah. Uh, I've got your number, mate. Uh, so mm-hmm. I know who that is. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. I don't want any industrial espionage on this show, please. Right. Uh, let's, we'll go straight to um, Milton Keynes, the heart of uh, Great Britain, and it's Mark. Good evening, Mark. You're through to Stephen Murdoch. Hello, Ian. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Mark. How's it going? Yeah, I'm doing all right in uh, in Bletchley, in Bucks. And um, I'm not in Bletchley. I'm here. <laughs> I'm in I'm in Berkshire. How does it sound to you? How does um, Stephen sound to you, Mark? Uh, just like somebody talking down the telephone. But a lot, lot better, yeah. I don't have to say over, and uh, you know, it's like a two-way radio. Ah, uh, that's only to the. Actually, of course, um, Stephen, very, very important in the history of computers, as I'm sure you're aware. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, that was uh, where the old, um, what was the name of that thing? The, you know, the, the insignia, the, the um, you know. Enigma. Enigma, I made it. I'm still speaking Jeff Turing, um, Roger, was it in Turing? Yeah, Alan Turing. Alan Turing, of course, was a gay, a gay, a gay guy, and um, that's, that, that that had no impact on his. It's got. It's quite a nice, nice tour if you ever come up this way and go round it. Very good. I will. I will certainly will do that. I certainly. I, Mark, I, I, Mark, are you a gay guy? No, I'm heterosexual. Okay. Uh, no need to be funny about you know. I mean, it's people a little are bit dismissive. Yeah, a little bit dismissive. We're a little bit <laughs> yeah, more open-minded. You know, that's fine. What you be, what you are. You know, but it's no need to. Be Mark, right, you know. let's get to your tech question for Stephen. Right. Okay. Right, Stephen. Um, yeah. I sometimes listen to an online uh, radio station. Right. And uh, how do they know that I'm I'm listening? Because the other day, I texted the radio station, they said, oh, you're a bit late on parade, uh, you're getting later and later. So they could obviously see that I was actually listening. They don't do on DAB or FM, it's only online. How if I could just ask you, just, to get, just, just nudge you towards a question, Mark, just nudge you to the question, please. I Go don't on. know what that... 
as a gay man, you know, is it a gay radio station you're listening to? No, no, it's just a, a speech, you know, talk radio. It's a, like a, a, a small, gay talk radio. A small um, commercial station, small you know. They Mark, if I, I, we've got a lot of people on the line. If I could just nudge you towards a question, please. What's the question? Yeah, the question is, how do they know that I'm actually listening? They could actually tell. They said, oh, you're a bit late. Okay, uh, okay, Mark, let's... I don't let's... know what... I, I mean, you know, I've done my best to try and talk about the latest technology and... and Not exactly a tech question, Mark. I don't know Mark. what that was. Mark, I'm going to let you go, mate. Oh, Wasting everyone's time there, and I'm not cutting you off because you're gay. That's got nothing to do with it. Um, let yeah, us... You're straight. I'll speak to anyone, you know, like Mark, if you're gay like Mark. Okay, yeah. well, let's um, speak to a gay woman. Julie! Hello. Julie, you're through, to... you're through to Stephen. You're through to Stephen, and we've got a lot of people on the line, okay. so if we could... It's, it's not exclusively gay technical problems I'm nope. dealing with. Okay. You know, hetero ones as well. Nope. Um, Stephen, I'm not very tech-savvy, but I think that my computer might have a virus because there's been some very strange searches on uh, the internet history. Okay. Um, th- things like uh, ketchup naked toe sucking, oiled cowboy rodeo, Russ Abbott topless food fight, oh, naughty kangaroo fun. Okay, Julie. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's only me and my husband using it, so right. I, I, there's obviously a virus. I just wondered if you could give me some advice. Um, when you say husband, is she? how long have you been married to her? Oh, it's a male husband. Oh, all right. So you're not gay? No. If, okay. Can I just, sorry, can I just say, if, if you're phoning up, um, th- th- pretending you're gay isn't funny, it's not clever, and actually it's quite offensive. So please, no, th- please don't, no more phone calls pretending you're gay, okay? I mean, I, I don't know what, where you get off on all this pretending to be gay business. If you've got a proper technical uh, yeah. problem issue. Gonna say goodbye, Julie, because I don't really. Uh, you know. Let's try. We've got Rob on the line. Rob, you're through to Stephen Murdoch. What's your technical question? Hi, Stephen. Oh, there's a proper gay guy. Go on. Uh, are you swimming? Pardon? Sounds like there's water in the background. Well, there are uh, swimming nights, no doubt, you know, if you want to join that sort of club, it's all male or, you know, whatever. Yeah, sure. But I'm not really... That's not really... I'm more technical stuff. OK. Steve, I've got into photography. Oh, recently, yeah. Fantastic. And I was just wondering if you can help me with um, a software package or programme. Right. What I want to do is take, like, a photo of myself and put it like I'm with Jimmy Somerville. And I'm really struggling to get in tones to match. Right. I just wondered if there's anything you could maybe recommend. Have you done those sorts of photographs? What, you want to do what? Exactly, is it a Photoshopping thing? Have you right? ever... Well, I think what he's asking, Steve, is that have you ever um, used computer technology... <laughs> To um, make it look like you are um, you are with a celebrity is that is that right, Rob? Jimmy Somerville. You want to look like Jimmy Somerville? No, I want to be in the photograph with Jimmy Somerville. Right, and, and the, the photo exists already of Jimmy Somerville, does it? Yes, I want to be. Well, the head does, and I want to use my head right. and Jimmy Somerville's head. Right. And put them into a new photograph. Okay. Is that possible, Stephen? What software would you recommend using? I reckon you go, you, you know, Photoshop is very simple software that, that, that's readily available. You only have to go to Twitter, Facebook, see people using Photoshop all the time. Google it. Google it, yeah. my friend. Google it, Google it. Um, let's go to Gatford. Gatford, you're through to Stephen Murdoch. Oh, well, I, I think perhaps he just answered the question. I, I don't need to ask him. I could just Google it. Okay, that's great. Yeah, thanks. thanks. Cheers. G- glad to, um, glad to... Uh, it's, glad, it's glad to be some help. 
know. So, well, um, that's, we're out of, um, oh. callers. Um, but you, you, now, listen, here's one of the things. You know I'm a bit of a gamer. Yes. And, um, you did tell me you were gonna, um, let me into a little, um, preview on what Xbox have got planned in the next six months. What, what, oh, what are those guys up to? Oh, dear, this was, this was for private ears. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. We've got uh, one. No, no one's listening. Okay. Well, look, um, Xbox got all sorts of things planned. There's, there's, there's more, um, Black Ops. There's more of um, FIFA 17. Um, the, the thing I was going to tell you about, I don't really want to tell you on air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me. No. Just say it. No. Doesn't matter. Just, just no. say it. Why no. don't you want to say it? Which bit? Just say the bit you don't want to say. Say it. No, I can't say it. Why not? No. No, it's not for everyone's ears. I've, I've, I've got a hotline to people at Xbox, so it's not really, not really for public consumption. <laughs> oh? Yeah. Okay. Okay, then. Well, um, same time next month? Oh, yes, please. Brilliant. Yes. Thank you very much. Happy gaming, everyone. Thank you very much yes. indeed. He said happy gaming. Uh, that's Stephen Murdoch there. Um, thank you, Stephen. Um, and uh, that, that app, I'm, I don't know if it's on general release yet, but flipper, that's, that's me out of a job. It's me out of a job. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Ah, dearie, dearie me. So, normal service. A busy show tonight, 11 o'clock. We've got Stephen Page on, um, who, who um, you may remember, popped in the studio one night, and um, he's doing a UK tour, and we have some exclusive news about the UK tour that nobody else has yet. Also, we're um, going to go and see Stephen in New York when we're in New York. Oh, I should say Newcastle. Newcastle, Newcastle, Newcastle. Um, I don't know if... I don't know if we have any listeners in Newcastle. Um, so if you are listening, honestly, we might have zero. Um, uh, but I'm coming to Newcastle. Me and Catherine are coming to Newcastle on July the 9th. But it, it, the ticket sales would indicate that perhaps we don't have an audience in Newcastle. So if you live in Newcastle, could you either phone in 0344 499 Or if you're shy, shy Geordies... If you're shy, could you text 87222, start your text with the word TALK, 25 pence plus your neurostinic charge, and uh, let us know you're in Newcastle, because we are coming, the rabbit hole is coming to the stand in Newcastle on Sunday, July the 9th. It's an early evening show, and um, uh, we've sold like nine tickets. In a 300-seater venue. So I'm, I'm, I don't know it's some time away, but I'm, I'm wondering if I'm, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get cold feet. Hey, listen, if no one comes, no one comes. Or if we have to pull the plug, we have to pull the plug. I'm certainly, um, big enough to, um, uh, you know, to try stuff that doesn't always work. And if people don't want to come, then that's absolutely fine. Then we, we you know, we, we, uh, we accept defeat on that front and we, we look at a different front. But, uh, on Sunday, July the 9th, uh, I'm going to be there with the rabbit hole. Uh, tickets are only a tenner. Um, and, uh, it's an early evening show, five o'clock. So I would say 14 years upwards would be very welcome. But there is a strong chance that no one listens to us in Newcastle. We might, now I know there's an audience in Birmingham, cause I'm going to Birmingham this Sunday to do a show at the, um, at the Glee Club. 
And we've sold loads of tickets for that. Absolute shed loads. Last time I'm ever doing Ian Lee versus radio in this country, we have sold bucket loads of tickets for the Birmingham show. There's, there's still some left, don't get me wrong. If you want to come and see me Sunday evening at the Glee Club, um, I'm there in Birmingham. But Newcastle, July the 9th at the stand? I don't know. Maybe we pull it, guys. Maybe, maybe we pull it. I don't know. Anyway, onwards and upwards with the show tonight. You know the way this uh, this uh, crazy load of old rubbish works. I sit here and I talk absolute guff. Um, by the way, where is... I saw someone who'd... Um, Sensei! Sensei's joined us from the other place! Hey, Simon lives in Morpeth, which is near Newcastle, and he's coming. All right, Simon, we'll see you there. That's ten tickets we've sold. Sensei has got um, bored and tired of listening to The Other Place. If you've got bored and tired of listening to The Other Place, uh, you can call in and just let us know, 0344 I am aware that some of you are shy, too shy to call in. French Tickler, I'll come to you in a second. Some of you are too shy to call in, so you can text 8722. Start your text with the word talk, or you can tweet me at Ian Lee. Uh, but the way this show works for, for the people that have come from the other place, I'm not going to sit here and um, slag off Muslims or slag off Syrian refugees or talk about um, uh, Brexit or talk about Trump or talk about the general election, because you can hear that in all the other places. What I am going to do is I'm going to sit here and I'll pick some stories that I found in the newspapers. I'll tell you some of the things that I've got up to uh, over the last 24 hours. And you are welcome to call in about them or and here's the catch. Here's the bit that really gets people uncomfortable and frightens some people away. You can call in right now about anything, absolutely anything you want. 0344-499-1000. That's the phone number. It costs you pennies. It's free for a lot of you. Also, you'll speak to Catherine. She'll take your name and number, and she will give you a call back. You can call in about apps. I've got some stories in the paper, story about a roller coaster, um, thing about that lamb, uh, life tips, Angela Rippon failing a drugs test. That's a true story. And, I'll, and we'll talk about Wonder Woman, and we'll talk about music in a bit with Stephen Page, and find out what... But you can call in about absolutely anything you want. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. We call you back. The French Tickler! Hello, how are you? Hey, I'm, I'm very hot and sweaty, French Tickler. I'm very, very hot and sweaty. But, um, I'm good. I'm trying to think what I did today. Oh, I did, um, I did lots of worky stuff. Oh, no, I did a really good interview for, for a podcast, um, which I will let you know when that is out and about. I'm, I'm, I, I did an interview um, online with, for a podcast. That was cool. I played with the kids a bit. We watched, oh, I watched a couple of episodes of The Monkeys with the kids. That was cool. And then they listened to me on Radio 4, and then I went to see Wonder Woman. So actually, all in all, quite a good day. That's busy. I listened to the video for sure. It was good. It was all right, wasn't it? I, I found out I say kind of quite a lot. Everything was kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of. But um, it was quite... If, if you missed it, dear listen to the BBC iPlayer. There is a podcast with extra material in. It's me talking about the wonderful Andy Kaufman. And um, I sounded posh. No, it was good. Thank you very much, indeed. Well. Thank you very much. What you got for us, uh, French? 
I was going to ask, did I read today that you were coming to Glasgow? Well, hopefully, but the the people that would put us up in Glasgow are the people that have put us on in Newcastle. And let's just say, French, the ticket sales in Newcastle haven't exactly set the world alight. Mm, we've sold point. we've sold nine tickets in a three hundred seater venue. So I've got a feeling that maybe they won't be so keen on booking us for um, Glasgow. Wow. Would that be a comedy club? Well, it would be. Why? What are you What are you offering? No, no, no. I just... The comedy club I like to go to has a place in Newcastle at Edinburgh. Yeah, the, sta- the, the stand. The stand. The stand. Yeah, that's the stand. That's who, that's who we're talking to. Um, and they've been very accommodating. But yes, it, 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 I mean, fair play. And, and here's the thing, right? Because I was getting quite down earlier on about the poor ticket sales. But then it dawned on me, the whole ethos of the rabbit hole is, um, it, it's an experiment. And if, if bits of it don't work, if people don't pay to come and see us, well then, that's fine. You know, you, you, we, we learn, not from our successes, but from our failures. And if we have to pull a show, cancel a show, because no one wants to see us in Newcastle, well then, do you know what? That's fine. And we, Kath and I regroup and we come up with another plan of attack. Well, I'd, I'd be really looking forward to if you're coming to Glasgow. Well, let's let's keep our fingers crossed. We, we, I, I want to come and do uh, at least one show in Scotland somewhere. I mean, Scotland's massive, um, but it'll be a, 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 and if these venues don't work, then um, we, we, we might. How big's your living room? You could get twenty or thirty in. I would think. There we go. There we go. Stay in touch. You could come up here. Could bring your equipment. It'd be excellent. Well, keep in touch, French Tickler, when we, when you, you never know. Well, that would be excellent. It might happen, man. Thank you very much indeed. It might happen. We've done shows in people's living rooms before. Um, David from Washington says he's going to come as well in Newcastle. Beautiful. That would take, if David buys one and Simon buys one, that takes us up to 11. Only another 289 seats to go, guys. <laughs> Get them soon, because we might. Uh, get them soon, because if, if they don't start going soon, we might have to pull it. I don't know, but, you know, here's the, here's the, here's the joyous thing. I, and I did get quite down about it um, earlier on. did get a little bit down about it. But I've, the, 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 the rabbit hole has always been an experiment. It's been a punt. It is um, uh, us having a go to see if we can um, if we can pull this off. And if we can't, and if people don't want to come, then fine. We'll, we'll, we'll think about doing something else. God damn it, we're playing New York on June the 15th. We've sold two tickets. Two t- we're almost as popular in New York as we are in Newcastle. Who'd have thunk it? Um, 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to CJ. Good evening, CJ. Uh, good evening, Ian. Good evening, CJ. Um, I've had a bit of a bad day this week. I've been getting talk about it. What, what's happened? Uh, well, last week um, we set up um, a memorial... In, in Stockport Town Centre. I'm going to gently fade out the Gurney Slade theme tune as we're going on to a slightly heavier subject. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. No, I know, but some people would. Some people take offence at silly things to, like to that. To be fair, I enjoyed it. I was enjoying that back. It's a nice bit of music. Go on, so what happened? So you set up a memorial? We set up a memorial in the town centre. Yeah. And, um, and it went from just me, me and my friend leaving about a few hours there yeah. to turning into an absolute sea of flowers. The whole yes. thing's covered now. Yeah. Um, and I've had I've had lots of reports coming in to me today that people are actually stealing the teddy bears from oh. that memorial. Oh, um, yeah, it's a 
everyone knows. Well, hang on a minute. Okay, let's let me try and get my head around this. Now, you, so you've had reports of this. You've not seen this yourself. Not yet, but I've had two separate people get in touch with me about it. And what have they said? What they've they've seen people taking the teddy bears, or yeah, they've yeah. they've they've just rocked up and some of the teddy bears are missing. No, they've seen people taking the teddy bears, but they they said they didn't want to do anything about it because they felt intimidated. One um, wonder what what would have happened to those teddy bears anyway. Well, um, I've just wrote about this on my personal Facebook, and we've just come up with an idea to take the teddy bears to um, Stepping Hill Hospital to the children's ward. Yeah. To donate to them, guys. So... Are you allowed to do that? Because I remember when I did stuff at Great Ormond Street, they get really funny about what they allow... Really? In the woods. Because you know you're not allowed to take flowers into hospital now. No, really? Yeah, you're not allowed to take flowers. So, certainly in, in the ones that I've been to recently, because um, they have germs on and stuff. They, they, they can... Um, wow. th- this is them trying to stop, like, the super the MRSA and all of that stuff. And teddy bears, because they are soft, um, they can absorb germs, right? So you can take things like, you know, Fisher-Price toys and plastic toys, because you can wipe them down with a wet wipe and disinfectant. Yeah. But the teddy bears, they're, because they're soft, and I don't know, maybe your hospital is different, I don't know, this is, you know, check, check, um, but they can absorb germs, and if they'd been outside, then they would have been rained on, and they'll have exhaust fumes, and... Oh, but this is a, this is another part that's happened that that it strangely, weirdly made me smile. So it's been a weird week, but on, on, on Saturday... Um, I, I met someone at the pub, and we've been getting on really, really, really well, if you get what I mean. And she messaged me before saying, um, listen, here's what we'll do, CJ. Um, meet me tomorrow. We'll, we'll take the teddy bears, we'll wash them all, uh-huh. and then we'll take them to the hospital. Yeah. Okay. Be- all right. Well, well, maybe, m- m- right, maybe the people taking the teddy bears are scumbags. Yeah. And maybe, but or maybe the people taking the teddy bears can't afford teddy bears for their kids. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, but... there's, maybe there's that. Maybe there's that. Yeah, maybe. Um, and, I, I mean, I think it's... I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I think it's maybe different from... The, 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 I mean, if the teddy bears were on a grave, for example, yeah. um, it, that's a slightly different thing. Not that I'm condoning it, and I certainly wouldn't do it, and I, you know, but that is slightly different from leaving... from, from taking them from a, from an open you know, kind of yeah. um, spontaneous yeah. memorial. It's interesting you say grave, because guess what I was up this morning? Um, hang on, let me think. Um, at the milk depot? <laughs> was it? No, I was at a funeral this morning. Yeah, oh, man, alive. So How was been, that? It's been one of them. I was. It's a weird one, because I left actually feeling less upset and more angry, because in the service, we, we it was a quite religious service. Yeah. Um, it was all about thanking God for giving us life and blessing us oh. for being here. Yeah. And I know it sounds a bit, I don't know if it's twisted, but I, I felt, I thought to myself, well, if God was real and maybe is real, why would he give someone like that cancer? And why, why was he? Up yours, God, is kind of my attitude to all of it. Up yours. You know, I, yeah. I see my mum who's, who's done nothing but being a good person, who's had the last 26 years of her, well, the last 30 years of her life ruined by having a, an idiot for a husband and then getting ill. Where's the, where's the justice where's in the, that? The, She's a good woman. Where's the justice in that? Same, same God. Thing. With her, she was the same. She was such a caring person. She had so much for charity and other people. I swing back and forth from thinking, yeah, maybe, maybe, to thinking that. Nah. And if there is, right now, today, after the, the, the kind of week or so, we up yours. Yeah. Up yours. Yeah. I mean, I've been with some of the um, survivors from the attack uh, yeah. last week, and 
some of the, the stories they told me was it's horrendous. Hey, the speed with which um, they've put t- they've put together that pop concert to to Maybe. raise money for that's that's amazing. And I, I honestly, you know, if if Ariana Grande had said, you know, what, I'm never going back to Manchester, or I'm never going back to the UK, or I'm never going on stage again, I would have I would have thought, yeah, fair play, girl. You you you, you know. You, but the fact that she's going back two weeks but, after yeah, it, absolutely, do that's it, incredible. Yeah. Good for her. That's also happened, you know. The, the, some of the bad side of humanity has come out. But and what a lineup they've got! Maybe. Take that, her. It, it, it's Justin Bieber doing it. I, I read Justin Bieber's doing like it. Coldplay. It. I don't like Coldplay, but but they're huge. <laughs> I, I think they're terrible, but they're huge. Um, there was another really really big. It's like it's a ridiculously good pop lineup. Yeah, it is. I hope they raise absolute shed loads, and uh, again, it's two fingers to the god. Whatever colour your god is, whatever um, name your god goes under, the, the, this shows that the, that people are, 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 can pull together and I don't know sort something out. CJ, listen, it's good to talk to you. I hope your day improves. I hope your week improves. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number. The Daily Mail are desperately. By the way, you can um, you can listen to us online on TalkRadio.co.uk. You can listen on DAB, and for God's sakes, download the Talk Radio app so you can listen to me on the go. And please, for the love of all that is holy, uh, you don't know what you've got until it's gone, guys. So just if you've got friends, which I know is unlikely if you're listening to this, but if you've got friends, then um, d- tell them about this bloody show, please. Get, 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 we need to get more people listening, otherwise it's game over. Um, the Daily Mail. Still going on about that sheep that's definitely been eaten by a dog. But it's not on page three anymore. It's now on page 15. And it's a small bit on page 15. They've given up on the sheep, guys. They are giving up on the dead sheep. That much is simple and obvious. Farmers all over the country are being urged to keep an eye out for Bella the lamb three weeks after she went missing with her sheepdog best friend, Blake. Stop saying they're best friends. It's the food food chain went out for a walk. Nature took over. Owner Natalie... And this this story was in the mail yesterday. Why are they kind of doing it again? You do get the feeling with sometimes with newspapers and all the newspapers... That um, some stories are in there just because they've got that space to fill. This is, they've got that little space to fill at the bottom of the page. So they, what have we got? We could do that dog lamb story. We did it yesterday. I know, but no one's going to read it. This guy's reading it. Owner Natalie Hayward was overjoyed when Blake was returned to her on Saturday after he was found wandering two miles from her home. Two miles ain't far. Right, two miles is not far. A toddler could find their way home if dropped off within a two-mile radius of their home. A toddler could find their way back. Dogs are cleverer than toddlers, trust me. I've had both, right? That dog, if it had wanted to go back, could have found its way home at a moment's notice. He can't. He's got a guilty conscience. He, he's got a guilty... And also, he, this is how clever this dog is. 
He's not going back until he's crapped out that entire sheep. When, he's, when, he, when he turns around, when he's done a poo and he turns around and sees there's no wool in it, they go, right, hey, it's time to go back home now. She said she has not given hope of finding Bella, now eight weeks old, ugh, whom she took in after the lamb was abandoned by its mother. She believes Bella may have been picked up and put in a field with other sheep. Come on, come on, this is such nonsense, isn't it? The mother of two, 22, said, I definitely believe Bella is still out there. We are appealing to farmers both nearby and further afield. It's obvious she is no longer in the woodland where she went missing. She could have been picked up and taken anywhere in the country. Jeez. It's not like so. <laughs> How many people are driving down a country lane and go, flipping it, look, 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 there's a lamb. We'll have that. Saying that, saying that, um, Kath nearly stole some kittens today. Kath, come on the microphone there, and you, you nearly, and I had to talk you out of it. You were going to steal- You never, you were telling me to get in there. Well. I still might steal them. Go, where are they? Well, no, don't say where they are, because this lot will go and kill them and then make love to them. Oh. What, what, tell, why, why did you nearly- I've seen them a couple of times. Well, I seen, I saw one little black, oh my goodness, so cute. Little black kitten. Don't think the black thing's got anything to do with it, so I'm not sure why you mentioned that. Carry on. Bit racist. Carry on. cute. Well, you can't say blacks are cute. That's a bit, I can say this black kitten is cute. Okay, okay. Right? And I'd seen it before and I told yes. my daughters about it. I said, oh, if I see that little black kitten again, I think I might bring it home. Uh-oh. They got quite excited about that. You can't, hang on a minute. You can't say that to the kids. Well, what I'm trying to do is get them to work <laughs> on their father because he hates uh-huh. cats. Aha! I see. So I'm thinking if there's three against one. I see. It's that. And I'm trying to it? soften him up about it. Yeah. Um, so, oh, I've been going on about this kitten. And then I said to the girls, oh, I haven't seen it again. Yeah. Today I saw it. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah. It's got a brother or sister. And you were going to steal it. Oh my goodness! It's just. Well, oh, they just and so they just terrible. Li- they're just living on some stairs. Yeah. How is that possible? But their mum's there, and they look quite attached to their mum. Well, and... you, you club the mum to death. No, I can't take th- three. Three would be pushing it. Can't it? take the mum. The mum will be feral, right? So well, you don't, I think don't the kids are feral too. Well, you I can went... stop them being feral. Well, I went over to see if I could like get close to one yeah and it, it, it ran away Wowzers. and it hid and it wouldn't yeah. come out and it looked terrified good. and i thought i'm gonna leave it alone good until good. it's tired out and then i'll get it thank you very much <laughs> indeed she believes bella may have been picked up and uh but we're appealing to farmers nearby and further afield um any farmer who notices they have an extra lamb or anyone who is offered a lamb like bella for sale should get in touch here's the thing right if the dog hasn't eaten it then someone who's picked it up has. You don't just pick up... You get a lovely bit of roast lamb. Beautiful. Beautiful. The appeal is being made through farming websites and publications. Bella is described as a mule sheep with a red-purple birthmark on the inside of her groin. Who's going to go around looking at lamb's groins unless they're sizing it up for the kill? For a bit of lunch? Um, I don't quite know why the Daily Mail is uh, is milking that story. I mean, well, it's um, 
that's what they choose to do. Good luck to them. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Stephen Page is coming up just after 11. Now, 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 now. Uh, Stephen is doing a, uh, a, a tour of the UK. Um, and um, he's playing, where is he playing? Luton, Portsmouth, London, Birmingham, Manchester. And two two shows at Glasgow, and this is all this is all in October, and this and it's him, I think it's him and, and and two other people. That would make it a trio, wouldn't it? We'll find out when he comes on exactly who's coming over with him and what he's going to be doing and all the stuff like that. Um, I'm going to go and see him in Luton because it's it's a great uh, club, the Bear Club, where I did um, I did a show there a, a couple of months ago. Absolutely stunning place in Luton. I know. Who'd have thought it? In Luton. It's a great place. When Stephen comes on, dear listener, we have a world exclusive, a, a world exclusive uh, bit of news to break as well, which is very, very exciting. And also, we're going to go, we, uh, me and Kath are going to see him in New York on uh, thir- uh, Thursday, June the 15th at the City Winery. And um, tomorrow, I must pull, because I, I, I keep thinking New York's three or four weeks away. It's two weeks away. It's less, is it? If I got that right, isn't it? It's less than two weeks away. Um, so I better start finalising <laughs> all of the guests. I've got, I, honestly, I thought we had three or four weeks. Um, it's less than two. So tomorrow I need to spend the day emailing Richard Bacon and John Ronson and Steve Gutenberg and uh, Imani Coppola. I mean, we'll have to, <laughs> Imani's going to forget, you know, we're going to knock on her door and she's going, yeah, what, who are you guys? Imani! Um, and I need to listen to a show that hopefully we're going to be simulcasting from WFMU. We're going to be guests on there and they're going to, you'll get to hear that show as it goes out. But I need to listen to that tomorrow to make sure it's kind of suitable and it's appropriate. But, um, New York is looking very, very exciting. We've had confirmation from the pizza restaurant, um, that we can do the show from there. I sent them a really long email going into great detail about what we needed and and he replied yeah sounds great look forward to seeing you that was it that was his reply beautiful that's the new york attitude none of this if if we were writing to a place in london it'll be yeah okay but um what what, how much how many plug sockets are you going to need what exactly what time a bloke just went sounds great see you then Beautiful. We're just going to rock up there on Monday, <laughs> the Monday in New York, and go. Hello, mate. Um, we're in a cath. We're doing. Yeah, you're over there in the corner, guys. And you order, f- you order food by the weight. I'm. S- I'm not even hungry, right? Because I've eaten well this evening, and I am salivating at the prospect of going in there and ordering food by the weight. So we got. We do it. We've got a place for the Monday show. Place for the Tuesday show and a place for the Wednesday show. Wednesday, we're doing it from another radio station, WFMU, which I'm, I'm thrilled about. Haven't got anywhere for Thursday or Friday yet, but I'm not that fussed. I'm quite happy to spend Tuesday traipsing around New York, knocking on doors, going to cafes and things and saying, um, can we uh, can we come and do a radio show here on, on Thursday? But I'm quite happy to do that. Well, worst comes to the worst. We can always use one of the hotel rooms. We can, we can do it in there. That's a real last resort. Um, but if, if we end up doing that once, that, that, that would be okay. I'd consider it a little bit of a failure, but that would, um, that would be okay. It's going to be an action packed show, completely unlike the shows we're doing here, but with, with an element of stupidity 
and silliness. Dear listener, go and make your warm drinks, get into your pyjamas, climb into bed, get your friends to climb into bed with you and gather round because after 11 o'clock we are joined by one of my favourite people in the entire world, um, formerly of the Bare Naked Ladies, it'll be Mr Stephen Page. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I mean, it's just too good. I just got the line, what we once kept hidden from our parents, now we keep it hidden from the kids. Oh, man. I just hit home. I just hit home.
From the fantastic Heal Thyself Part 1 by uh, Stephen Page, here's what it takes. And all the way from New York in the United States thereof, it's Mr. Stephen Page. Evening, Stephen. Oh, hang on a minute. We've lost him. Stephen? Stephen? Oh, dear. All that... Oh, there he is! I had the mute mute button on by mistake. Don't... Don't do that, because I'm an an idiot. I'm working with idiots, and we're all looking at each other going, what what have we done? What have we done? But see, I'm also an idiot. I pressed it. I pressed pressed the coffee grinder, and I thought, that's too loud. I pressed it, and then I forgot to let go. You pudding. I love that song. I've just got the line. What, what we keep hidden from our, uh, what we once kept hidden from our parents now, we keep it hidden from our kids. And that's just doing hit me. How you doing, man? You're right. Stephen, you fit again. Stop hitting me. What happened? What, 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 is, is no, that... I didn't hear anything. I hit nothing. <laughs> Are you sure you hit nothing? I hit nothing. Okay, listen, if this, th- there could be, th- there is a rumor that this studio is haunted. So it could be the ghost. Or it could be our computers are rubbish. Let's see what happens. If we lose you again, we'll call you back and we'll sort it out. How are you doing, Stephen? You're right. I'm well. Good. I'm good. 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 Now, um, how are you? I'm 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 well, and I'm really excited because I I th- thought it was three or four weeks until I'm coming to New York, me and Kath. But we're coming in less than two weeks, and we're coming to see you by coincidence at the City Winery nice. in, in New York. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. My friend Wes Stace asked me if I would do this gig with him. It's a record release for him. A city winery is a pretty when in downtown New York. So yeah. I was going to say, uh, I can't say anything but yes. And then I thought, I know that Ian and Kath are coming, so even better. Beautiful. We cannot wait. I, one, of the th- one of the great thrills, and it feels, even as I'm, I'm approaching 44, it still feels ridiculously exciting and a little bit naughty seeing concerts in other countries. And I don't know why. You know, I see concerts there, and I saw the, took my boys to see the Beach Boys and all kinds of stuff. But seeing concerts in, in New York, there's something very glamorous about it. Even for me, I mean, I live a few hours away from the city, and uh, I've played in New York City a ton of times, yeah. but it doesn't matter. If I go to see something there, I'm, yeah, it's a, it's a different experience. One of the best shows I ever saw in my life was at B.B. King's, and it was booked as a last minute on a whim, um, and it was to see Ronnie Spector do a Christmas show. Man alive, we were sat right at the front, she comes out in a, are you going to be wearing a Father Christmas outfit, or is that asking too much? Well, it's a little early in the year, but uh, I could do it. I could do it. It's, it's never too early to be celebrated. My my five-year-old today, we were watching something on the TV, and he went, Daddy, you know what? I can't wait for Christmas, because I'm going to ask Father Christmas for two million pounds. I went, well, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think he prints his own money up there. <laughs> um, listen, this- how does he actually... You know, some, of, some of those things that are, that are really cutting-edge technologically that he, that he delivers... I think he must have an in, um, like an illegal in. You know, he's got somebody on the inside of the factory who steals the stuff. How is he? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to libel Santa, but yeah, how the hell is he making Nintendo Switches and Xboxes up there? Exactly, he's not. He's got, he's got some some kids on the inside in the factory who who trade him for. <laughs> I don't even want to guess what he's trading for. Uh, we have to say, for legal reasons, because I don't want to get sued by Santa or any of the elves, I'm sure that the Father Christmas's business in the North Pole is 100% legit, and I'm sure that none of the elves pass on favours uh, to get technological advancements. Now, listen, listen, listen. At long last, 
Um, you're doing your first ever tour of the UK, your first ever solo tour of the UK. When was the, I know you came over here earlier in the year and you did the, the show in, um, was it Regent's Park you did the little show? Yeah, yeah, I came, I came by, I came by the studio to talk to you and yep. then, uh, ended up, uh, Doing a, a, about an hour in Regent's Park one Saturday, and, and we, we it, people showed up. It was I, we were up in Edinburgh. And we saw the video of it, and it just looked. Oh, it looked wonderful. Just people sat around in a semicircle, a drunk man, I think, with an accordion coming to, <laughs> to join in and getting a little bit arsy, as they do. Um, when yeah. was the when was the last time you you toured over here with with um, the bare naked ladies? That was quite a while ago, wasn't it? It was ten years ago. Wow! Which I, can't, I, I can't get my head around, but it was it was two thousand and seven. Wow, that is so incredible. It's, uh, it's too long though. Okay, well Way it's too long. It, it's happening now. I've got the dates here, and we're gonna we're gonna we've got an exclusive yep. announcement in a second. But 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 the dates so far, uh, and they're all they're all really nice, um, kind of intimate venues. I know you're playing at the Bear Club in Luton, and now I warn you now, Stephen, Luton is not the greatest place in the world. But the Bear Club you're playing at is absolutely stunning. They've put a lot of time and effort into it. The tour dates from Wednesday the 25th of October through to the 2nd November. There's Luton, there's Portsmouth, there's London, there's Birmingham, Manchester. There's King Tut's Wawa Hut uh, in Glasgow you've got two dates at. Um, And do you want to make the announcement or shall I? You have it in front of you, so you go right <laughs> I do. I do have it. I, I know. I, I know the cities. I don't remember the venues. I, 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 Cynthia, your PR has emailed it to me in red. Uh, the, the, there are extra dates, dear listener. The, the tour is, is selling so well. There are extra dates, and so uh, the tour now starts a few days earlier. So the two extra dates are Sunday, the twenty second of October, in Leeds at the Wardrobe. And uh, Monday, the 23rd of October, in Cambridge at the Emmanuel United Reformed Church. So Sunday, the 22nd of October in Leeds. Monday, the 23rd of October in uh, Cambridge. All of the dates uh, at stephenpage.com. And I tell you what, um, we have got two tickets to give away for Leeds on Sunday, the 22nd of October. We can do this now. We're not the BBC. Um, if you want them. First person to phone up. I, I, there's no point in doing a question because everyone, you, whatever question you set, they'll know the answer. First person that phones up and says, "Yes, Leeds, 22nd of October. I want them. 03444991000. Then you can have them. It's as simple as that. Who's coming over with you, Stephen? What, what's what? It's a band, isn't it? Yeah, this is this is a Stephen Page trio. So it's basically the, the two guys I've been playing with the longest: uh, Kevin Fox playing cello with me, and uh, Craig Northey from the band The Odds playing guitar. And Craig and I have uh, the last record, especially he we co-produced "Feel Thyself" together and wrote a lot of songs together. And we wrote some songs together on Page One. But we've known those guys since about '92 yeah. in The Odds, and they toured with Bernie Ladies for years. And then Kevin Fox. I met when he was playing with Sarah Harmer, who supported BNL in about 2000. So I've known these guys forever, and uh, it's a it's a really special uh, trio that we've, that we've the, done now. Like we're kind of comfortable enough that we're actually feeling really good about what we do. I love it when it's nice and stripped back, and um, there's there's a cello. Oh, I love it. I love. I learned the, I learned the cello when I was a kid, and I was terrible at it. But it's. I just think it's one of the most beautiful instruments. Yeah, it's gorgeous, and he's so he's so flexible and uh, and smart as a player, and really a sensitive player. And he's really good too because he's he's a good straight man, 
yeah. he um, he likes to kind of back me into a corner and make sure that I I don't stop talking when I, sh- <laughs> when I should. He, he likes to make it as uncomfortable as possible, and I like that challenge. Oh, good. I, I think we've got... We, the phones have gone nuts, of course. Let's go to Andy. Hello. Hey, Andy. How you doing, man? Super great. Uh, do, do, now, do you do you live anywhere near Leeds? I can't place your accent. Uh, I live just north of Newcastle. Okay. Um, do you want do you want to go and see Stephen Page on the twenty second of October? I'd love to. Stephen, do you think Andy sounds like a like a worthy audience? I think so. I think Andy is uh, my ideal demographic, and yes, I would love Andy to be there. Andy, uh, you got t- you got a pair of tickets. If you stay on the line, um, Kath will get your details, and we'll put you in touch with all the relevant people, and we'll sort it out. Nice one, Andy. Thank you, mate. Great, thanks, Brian. There we go. There we go. Uh, I worked for the BBC for years, Stephen. We weren't allowed to do competitions because <laughs> there were too many people there who were, were taking the prizes themselves. Um, uh, so it's going to be good. I, rem- I remember one time. I remember one time playing at. I, I want to say it was at. Uh, it was either Shepherd's Bush or. Um, what's the other? The Hammersmith Country Club. Now, Town of Country Club in yeah, the Kentish I- Town. Kentish Town. Yeah. And that was one of those two gigs, and I remember seeing one of the people from our label uh, selling tickets in front of the gig, selling them. Oh, <laughs> selling their no! Cars. You're joking! <laughs> they were out there touting! <laughs> yeah. Oh, no! What are you listening to at the moment, Steve? I know you, you have a broad musical knowledge, and, and, and I know that you love the music. What, what, what When you get home, what do you put on? Uh, you know what? Lately, I've, I've been in, in a pretty obsessive Dion phase. Oh, okay. Like, he, it's, you know, sometimes like everybody's got a, a singer or two who just like cuts them to the bone. Like yeah. something about their voice just gets them. Yeah. For me, uh, like Marvin Gaye is one of them. It doesn't matter what he sings; it's just in his voice. And it's the same thing with Dion. Even even kind of his not so great records. I still there's something. Amazing to be and transcend the pounds. So right now, that's kind of where I've been. I've been digging a lot. He did that wonderful um, album in the mid seventies that flopped massively and has got, gained cult status with um, with Phil Spector. That born uh, what is it? Born to be with you, isn't it? Born to be born to be with you. Yeah, I actually used to do um, uh, only you know from that record live. It's, oh, really? It's one of my favorite. Songs to sing, yeah, for sure. It's a great album. But see, I'm also I have a bit of an obsession with that period of of uh, Phil Spector. Yeah, with like the Leonard Cohen record of the same time, and they you know, kind of peripheral records that sound like that same musicians, and you know, all the way to to uh, to Pussycats even. Oh wow! Because I because I'm still I, I'm I bought the Nielsen box set and I I struggle with Harry Nielsen I I struggle with him and I the first couple of records are beautiful and they're kind of folky and poppy and blah, blah, blah. um but I, I I and I get the beauty of his voice I just find it difficult to dive in as deeply as everyone else seems to. There's a lot of material and there's a lot of crap. Yeah, that's and, the thing. You know, I got, I I kind of discovered Nielsen. Apart from the stuff that I knew, like the Point or uh, Coconut or whatever else, like, yeah. you know, that I knew as a kid uh, in the early '90s, and like when we come over to the UK, I would buy uh, CDs there because there was nothing available in North America. Um, but like, yeah, those first bunch of records are amazing, especially the one that's the mix of two albums. Oh yeah, he went and back and kind of kind of it. remixed them and edited it and sped some up yeah. and stripped some back and put them to, as, a, as a sort of a new album. Right, and I think that's that's just incredible. Um, however, yeah, like Pussycats to me, 
is like one of the most heartbreaking, hard to listen to albums because you can hear that, you know, he just destroyed his voice. And it was never quite the same after that record. That's the one and he did with John Lennon, isn't it? He did That's that, right. yeah, and 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 there was a, there was he was hiding from the fact that he that he was coughing up blood because he he, he was drinking That's and right. drugging too much, and he just ripped his voice to shreds. Right. Um, yeah, and that was like you know everybody everybody loved him, so everybody you know he was he was a lovable guy and had lots of great friends and incredibly talented friends. And the thing is, you could hear him like listen to a song like on. I think it's on Good Night Vienna, the Ringo album Only yeah. You. Yeah. Is it on that or is it on Ringo? I mean, it's one of one of those two records anyways. There's a there's the version of Only You. It's Lennon on acoustic and Steve Cropper on electric, Billy Preston on acoustic on uh electric piano, and uh Harry Nelson on backup vocals. And it's one of those most perfect recordings because everybody sounds exactly like themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the perfect example of what's so great about Nelson. Like it seems so effortless. Or the Nielsen Sings Newman record is the same kind of thing. I, I, where it's the, just like this effortless creativity. The fact that we are now discussing Ringo solo albums from the 70s makes me very, very happy, Stephen, as a, as a, as a geek. Uh, so hey, are you excited? Uh, here's the thing. I love the Beatles. If you don't love the Beatles, you haven't got a soul. You, you, then I'm not interested in you. But, 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 I'm, I find it really hard to get caught up in all this Sergeant Pepper excitement and i know that there's this six album box set and there's also a two disc version and it, it, i think it may be the first beatles thing i don't buy because i don't want to hear six different versions of a day in the life well i had the bootlegs a long time ago so yeah. i had trouble even with the anthology when it came out like I, I i bought the stuff and didn't really dig in yeah and over the years you know stuff comes shows up on random and i enjoy it and i've had mixed feelings about the remixes but you know thanks for to, to beatles rock band that we're <laughs> able to hear all the isolated tracks um you know all that stuff came from the video game yeah right? the reason we can hear all those yeah tracks which is so amazing but i just said to my wife yesterday i can't believe i didn't buy the sergeant pepper's thing mm. but i think really i just want i want the book yeah the book looks sexy the book looks very sexy indeed um, and you're right yeah. the, the, we, we owe so much to beatles rock band because there's all these wonderful versions floating around online now of just the just the vocals from the the, the side two of abbey road and it comes from that right um, that's right you got heal thyself part one is 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 a part two happening are you are you, are you recording at the moment have you got anything on the go I just uh, came up from the uh, studio downstairs, and I've been working on it. So oh. I'm, I'm doing. I'm, I'm down to work. It's almost. It's almost done. I swear. Oh man! I just feel like I feel like it. I've been sitting on this so long. I feel like it needs a couple new songs. I'm trying to figure out which ones belong there. Yeah. Very sexy. Very sexy. Make it happen, Stephen. Listen, um, <laughs> it's, it's it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you for those two new dates that have um, just been announced. We, we we have just announced Sunday the twenty second of October uh, at Leeds at the Wardrobe. Monday the twenty third of October, Cambridge, Emmanuel United Reformed Church. And I tell you now, and there are other dates. There's there's Luton, Portsmouth, London, Birmingham, Manchester, and Glasgow. They're all on StephenPage.com. I tell you now, guys, these are not huge venues that Stephen is playing. These these are intimate venues, and if they've not sold out yet they will sell out very very quickly because they are you know they're, they're, they're wonderful rooms they've all got their own personality um and we're looking forward to seeing you in luton and seeing you in new york mr page 
Indeed, a couple of weeks from now. A couple of weeks from now, man. Listen, thank you so much for coming on. You know, you anytime you want to come on and, and, and sell stuff or just want to chat about Harry Nilsson and Ringo Starr solo albums, you, you send me an email <laughs> and you're, you're very welcome to come on, Steve. <laughs> I might just have to hit you up for it then. <laughs> All right, man. See you later on. Thank you very much, Stephen Page, ladies and gentlemen. StephenPage.com is the place to go to if you want those tour dates. Well done to Andy. Uh, you're going to go and see him for free. And those places, honestly, they're not big venues. And I'm really surprised. I mean, the Bear Club, I sold out the Bear Club. Do you know what I mean? I sold it out and he's playing there. Um, so go and get those dates. And if you want to follow him on Twitter, it's at Stephen Page. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. I'll invite Catherine into the studio. She may decline my invitation. I don't know. She's a strong, independent woman. And after seeing uh, Wonder Woman, she's got being a little bit annoying, if I'm honest. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Here's the thing, because we were talking, Catherine and I, who's now in the studio, good evening, Catherine. Hello. We were talking to, because I always thought he lived in New York, mm-hmm. right? And so when we were planning the trip to New York ages ago, I said, well, we could always ask Stephen Page, because he lives in New York. Yeah. And we kind of ummed and ahed and ummed and ahed. And then I just thought, sod it, I'm going to send him an email. And he went, yeah, yeah, no, not a problem. I live about four hours out of New York, but I'll drive down. And I and went, oh no. Terrible. Yeah, I went, oh no, 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 mate, no, honestly, don't. I, 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 for some reason, I thought you lived there. Um, uh, so no, please, please don't. That's very. He said, he said no, no, it's not a problem. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I've got some business or something. I'll, I'll arrange it so I'm doing business and I'll come and sit with you guys for an hour. And we're like, oh. and I felt really guilty. And then he got in touch and said, oh, actually, I'm, I'm now I'm doing a gig in New York on the, uh, one of the days you're there. Would you like to be uh, my guests of honour? Yeah, yes. we can fit you in. Yes, please, sir. Yes, please. So that's on the Thursday, the fifteenth. We're in New York. We, we're doing a rabbit hole in front of two people. Then we'll probably, well, we'll arrange it, but we'll, we'll, well, then we've got to do our radio show, <laughs> then we'll go and meet Stephen, then we'll see a gig, and now I don't know what'll happen. We could take the two people to see him. We could do, <laughs> we could do. There is, have you, you, have you seen, uh, here we go, this is the phone in tonight, dear listener, gigs that you've seen abroad, 0344 499 1000 is the phone number, they can be gigs that you, you kind of wandered into, that you'd, you travelled abo- abroad to see, or you were there and you walked past the post and went, flipping it, Bob Dylan's playing tonight, do you fancy that? Have you seen any gigs abroad? Um, only, um, I went to Tanglewood. What? Tanglewood, it's a big, um, it's the Boston Pops uh, Orchestra. Oh, yes. Um, We were in um, New England. My dad managed to swing a jolly where he took Uh, the family and it was all about um, taking your family on a budget. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, okay, because he's uh, for for the papers. Yeah, for the paper. And um, we went whale watching, we went to Boston, we went to Martha's Vineyard, went all around these like, and we were staying in old whaling captain's cottages and stuff. It was amazing, actually. And I was probably. I was getting to the borderline of not wanting to go away with my parents anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I made an exception on that one. We, uh, we those there. those days are long gone. I, when I was at another radio station, we got a, we only had the one kid, and we got a, a, a free weekend in um, Dusseldorf, I think it was, or, or Cologne, because um, they were because it, it was sponsored by Eurostar, and so we, all I had to do was record a couple of bits on my phone, going, "Wow, this Eurostar is bloody good. Really. <laughs> it's really fast, isn't it? It's lovely." Oh, I'm in Germany now. It was nothing to do there. Actually, it was a bit of a rubbish weekend because because the, the the boy was. Was a, it was a year, I think, and there was nothing to do. But Dusseldorf's it was, just a kind of industrial town. I don't know if it, it? Yeah, I don't know if it was Dusseldorf. 
Anyway, it was in, it was a town in Germany, and um, I didn't even get to do my only German sentence in Schuligungsi bitte wie kommt ich am besten zum Bahnhof. I didn't get to do any, and it was a bit. I think we had a big argument there as well. Anyway, so it was a bit. But those those days are long gone. Of uh, do you do you want to go on this jolly for a weekend? You just need to write two thousand words, or you just need to record five minutes. Yeah. They're long gone. Nowadays, it's, I'm going. Can I write something? Um, but gigs abroad, I say the. Um, uh, the, the, the Ronnie Spector Christmas show was BB uh, King's is one, of, and we we got we made a point of getting there early, so we were right at the front of the queue, and they just let us in, and they just sat us down on the, and this this couple thought they bags this table, but every seat was taken, so they, we just sat literally on the front row, leaning on the stage, and Ronnie Spector comes out, does does you know loads of sixty stuff, then she has an interval, and she comes back dressed as a sexy Sanford, does like pretty much the entire Phil Spector Christmas album. Means- it was incredible. Uh, we came out and it was snowing, beautiful, perfect. We did that. I went and saw the monkeys a few times abroad on my own, and that was that. It just it, here's the thing, and there's 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 a line from the Talking Heads film. Um, the, the, written by David Byrne from Talking Talking Heads, and he says, "Whenever I get to a new town, I'm misquoting it terribly. Whenever I get to a new town, I look at all the things that are different: the color of paper, the uh, the, the, the the thickness of the air, and it's like that. Whenever you go to a foreign country." paper looks different do you know what i mean because it's different light and it's and 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 the, the climate feels di- mm-hmm. everything feels different and that novelty the older i get that goes now within a couple of hours yeah. you know when you're a kid that lasts the whole holiday do you remember when you were a kid and you first sort of holidays abroad, Spain and places like that, when you'd step off the plane and the heat would uh, hit you, but also the fact the air tasted thick, yep. like milky? We only ever had one holiday abroad because it was still, you know, I'm, I'm significantly older than you. And we went, um, when I was eight, we went to Spain and that was it. And it was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> really, we went with the bloke who looked like Roger Daltrey. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Here's a great. Uh, the bands you've seen abroad. Ian, I saw Slade in Prague on a stag do last October. I say Slade. This was Don Powell and some random bloke fronting it. It was shit. <laughs> I say what you mean. Apologies for the bad language. Uh, uh, it's a yellow card for myself, and I'm about, but it, uh, it, that gave it the full emphasis, I think, really, as to what it was. Uh, but there is something, the fact that the, the tickets are in dollars, the fact that you, you know, whenever, you'll notice this when I go, when we go to New York, I'm, I'm going to be playing full Hugh Grant. I'm, um, excuse me, I'm, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I was, I was wondering if you, if you knew the way, to, I'm going to be doing the yeah. full, full weddings and a funeral, because I love it. Um, and the fact that the merchandise is in dollars, and the fact that people will go, oh, you've got an you got an English accent, yeah. All of that stuff, everything about it. When we went to see my sister in Georgia, I mean, it was the sort of place where you don't get a lot of tourists anyway. And we were in a shop, and um, we were buying a few things. It was a gap; it wasn't yeah. like a little, like small. Chris, stay there. I'll come to you in a second. I'll, I'll, the I'll woman see you there. who was in the queue uh, next to us, there was like two two uh, tills, and the woman she she finished her shopping, and then she and the checkout woman were just like leaning on the desk. Hey. And we stopped talking, and they went, "Oh my God, I love how you talk. If I talk like that, I'll yeah. talk all day long." Yeah, well, you, and, was, and you do. And we went, "Well, we think your accent's we cute too." We do talk like this all day long, and we annoy the people <laughs> that we work with. We're right. Oh, I've got the... something in my pocket with hey. your name on. It. All right, Wonder Woman, uh, Chris. I'm going to come to you in a second. I promise. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yeah, 
Here they come. Here come the phone calls. Oh, three, four. It's always tough when you've got guest, a guest on, then, to because to, to, people kind of relaxed at home. We've had two guests on tonight. Um, uh, Paul, I'll come to you in a second. Chris has been waiting longest. Good evening, Chris. Hey, Ian, how you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Chris, what you got for us, mate? Yeah, well, I saw uh, Stephen Page over at Jackson Triggs at Niagara in the late last year. D- d- uh, where? N- where? Where in Niagara? Niagara on the Lake at Jackson Trigg's Winery. Oh, flipping it. Well, so, uh, what, now, were you over there and you saw a poster for it, or had you gone over there with tickets in hand? Um, it was pretty much tickets in hand. I mean, it was my first time going over to Canada, and uh, I'd taken girlfriend over, and we got engaged down at uh, Niagara Falls the day before Oh, it. mate, you are a player, Chris! Well, it was totally unexpected on, on her part, anyway. Um, well, I'm glad you expected it. <laughs> That'd been, that would have been weird <laughs> if you hadn't have been expecting it. Yeah, it was It was, um, It was. was a bit of pre-planning, but, um, yeah, it all worked out really, really well. And um, once we went down to Jackson Triggs, it's a, a, a big winery, and they do, like, a sort of amphitheatre out the back. Oh, beautiful. Um, and you get, like, a four-course tasting menu before it, if you decide <laughs> to go down that route. So you were, so you were nicely elite for the show. Yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, it was really really um, you know it was a really really nice night, um, no weather wise. Um, and after the meal, we went down to the merchandise desk and had a wee look around. And uh, and uh, Stephen's manager, um, I think you mentioned uh, her earlier on in the interview. Yeah. Um, she leans right over the merchandise desk from the street to the girl selling t-shirts, etc. And uh, she says, "Tell me that you guys haven't come all the way over from Scotland uh, just for the gig." And she was truly, absolutely sincere about it, and yeah. I thought it was quite funny. Yeah. Um, you know, it was uh, it was just, uh, I was a bit taken aback when she said it, and of course I laughed and, and we both told her our news, and um, she trotted off to do something else. Um, and I, I turned around to, to my right at that particular moment, and uh, there was a guy called uh, The Hypo who runs a website called rocketoldschool.com. Yeah. And he has uh, got loads and loads of um, accurate bare-naked ladies' tabs, uh, on the website. And oh, can I just say, cause you've raised an excellent point there, and what you've just said will mean nothing to a significant amount of people, but, 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 right, when I, the number of times I'm listening to a song and thinking, oh, I want to play this on the guitar or the ukulele, because it, A, it'll be fun, and B, it'll be, you know, it'll just be fun, and the boys might like it, and you go online, and you type in, um, bare naked ladies, bare naked ladies, one week chords, mm-hmm. right, because I, I can't, I can't play the tabs with all the finger, but I can do the chords, and you're playing it, you're going, Nah, that don't sound right. That do- hey, and it turns out they just, just some random has just posted a load of made-up chords, like easy baby chords. So it's it's completely wrong. There's a there's a book. There's a famous Beatles book, and everybody had it in the eighties and the nineties. I think it's called the Complete Beatles Songbook, right? And it's beautiful because it's all psychedelic pictures. It's all wonderful, wonderful pictures. All the Beatles songs. They're all in the wrong key they are because you, you get it you think oh i can play help then you try playing along to the record help and it's completely different sorry chris you just you just touched a nerve there chris and i i felt activated i'm calming down now thank you well uh, i can i can agree with your sentiments there, so, uh, <laughs> it's awful. but yeah i mean um so so rockoldschool.com is the website if you want to get accurate beyond yeah. your ladies apps. but the guy who runs it was st- standing right next to me and i cannot believe it and, uh, and, and of course, I, I just said, you're the hypo. And he's like, yeah, but how do you know that? And I explained that we'd spoke loads and loads over the years, you know, about bare naked ladies tabs, etc. And uh, cue 45 minutes of, uh, of marriage advice <laughs> from uh, my, my new pal, Alan. 
But um, so anyway, we went and took our seats um, yeah. after we'd spoken to him, and and this this it just got more and more surreal as the night went on because Alan and his wife had chosen seats next to next to us. Oh, stalker alert! <laughs> well, it, it, it's totally random when you yeah. go in. They just give you like a you know a bit of paper and say you go and put that on your seat. Yeah. Wow. So um, anyway, we took our seats. The performance started, and of course, um, you know, as as, uh, as you'd expect, you know, as blown away by by the first time I'd actually seen Stephen uh, performing at all. Um, and being, you know, a, a big Bear Naked Ladies fan, I hadn't seen him during his time with the band. No, nor did I. I missed it. I, 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 I was going to go, and I was working. I thought, oh, I'll, I'll catch them next time they come over, sucker. <laughs> yeah. Well, I used, to, I used to crew a band called the Grim Northern Social, um, who were from Glasgow, and my time was kind of, um, you know, taken up pretty much working with them. And, and yeah. before I knew it, you know, the announcement that Stephen had left the band, and I was like, oh, I've missed that. He's not, so this is much. why I've taken a couple of nights off from this show to go and see bands with my boys, because 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 of that Stephen Page Bare Naked Ladies gig that I missed, and I've I've vowed now that um that, that I'm gonna I'm gonna see bands, particularly if I'm taking my kids, I'm gonna go and see them because you know you you just don't know what's around the corner with your favourite band. Well, absolutely, and and uh, I, I was thinking about it the other day, and you know, so many bands like Sensation Alex Harry Band, etc. You know that I've that I've had members leave, etc. Yeah. That I've been a fan of, and it just seems to be a sort of jinx. You're jinx the curse. Me fans of, You're the fans curse, Chris. Stop liking <laughs> bands I like. <laughs> but um, so yes, yeah, so, so just just to wrap up, um, there was a, a power outage, and I think if you go on um, on on Steam's Facebook, you can actually see a video of it. Yeah. Um, and it was like region wide, and the whole place just went into darkness. And, Beautiful. And the guys just uh, kept the, the show going on. Um, and then uh, Stephen had got uh, Alan, who runs the the tab website, up, and uh, he played a couple of tunes with him. And then um, uh, at the very end of it, he said, "Look, you know, he said we're going to do a couple more songs, but we need to get you out here, obviously for safety reasons." And he said, "I believe there's a couple that have come over from Scotland oh, who got engaged uh, while they were over here." So congratulations, guys! And it was just so absolutely you surreal. You, know, you can't admit, I don't know who told them, but you just couldn't have made it up. And <laughs> and at that point, the only thing that I could think to shout back to him was. Thanks, and uh, I've got the same guitar as you. He <laughs> couldn't hear me because uh, this woman from Idaho, Idaho kept shouting, "Please keep playing, Stephen. We love you. You know, don't go. Uh, don't listen to isn't them. that magical? And, you you remind me of when uh, the uh, guys. We'll stop talking bare naked ladies in a minute. I promise, because unbelievably, some people don't like them. But they came over and I interviewed them without Stephen at uh, uh, another radio station. And 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 um, I, I like to think that my interviews are a little bit different. And uh, uh, my wife phoned up and sang. Um, uh, one week to them and they were in hysterics at it right um, and afterwards they said that we really enjoyed that listen are you coming to any of the shows I said oh, I'm going to come and see you in Cambridge they said great um, do you want us to play a song for you and I went what it, What? one of your songs they went yeah you go and name a song and so the first song that came into my head because I was listening to their kids album at the time was Popcorn and I went play, oh, yeah. play Popcorn they went what you want us to play Popcorn I said yeah, is that all right? They said, okay, no worries. Went and saw them at Cambridge. Halfway through the set, they said, okay, we did a really cool interview with a guy named Ian the other day. Anyway, this is popcorn for him. Oh, I was in heaven! They were playing one of their stupid, wonderfully ridiculous kid songs for me. It was magnificent! Chris, they're a good band. Everyone needs them. But when are you getting married? 
nothing set as yet. Nothing set as yet. Come on. I think I've got another visit to Canada coming up before that. (laughs) Chris, thank you, mate. Listen, best of luck. Thank you very much indeed. What a nice man, Paul. Stay there. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to uh, to give us a call. He mentioned it was outside, and and um, we we don't do we can't do good outdoor concerts in this country. I mean, I've been to. I used to live up near um, Hampstead Heath. And uh, over the summer, they would have... Well, it started off, they would have classical concerts throughout the summer and then a fireworks thing. And we found I found there was a way you could kind of sneak in without a ticket. So I'd quite often go to that and, and you know, get drunk and, and enjoy that. Um, and then they started having sort of pop concerts. And I've been to a few pop concerts there, but... but you're just constantly on the i mean it was by the end of the night it was freezing and everyone's wrapped up in blankets whereas if you i've been to an open air concert in in greece it's boiling finishes at half 10 11 at night and everyone's still everyone's still there in t-shirt and shorts in america they can do that in america you can have an open air concert and you know the weather is going to be spot on absolutely spot on and it'll be warm all evening everyone's sat there lying there beach balls flying around and we can't do that in this country concerts you've seen abroad anything else you want to call in about oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand late nights with ian lee on talk radio late night ian lee on talk radio we'll get you talking She turned up the heat, now the pot is getting hot. And then those popcorn kernels start to pop, pop. That's the song they played for me. Uh, by the way, I did. I mentioned earlier on that I did an interview uh, uh, with um, um, at Aggie Fox Podcast, A double G Y Fox Podcast. It's up online now, and I've just I've just retweeted it. So if you uh, follow at Aggie Fox Podcast, or if you follow me, you can see it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Paul. Hi, I'm glad you played that song. Do you play it for me, the popcorn one? No. But you know why I mentioned that just now? Because your testicles look like popcorn before they've popped. No, do you remember I said about what you, I bought my mum for Mother's Day? Yes. Whole soothers. Yeah, whole soothers. Yes. And popcorn, you yeah. You something to suck on. Oh, come on, that's a bit low. Uh, mate, whole soothers, what do you do with them? Yes, I know that, yeah. Oh, know. come on, mate, you've got a few. Yeah. On, if you think I'd that's make a joke... than one of my jokes. What was your camping joke? Because Keith Sport Video wanted to hear it, and I couldn't remember it. Uh, last night? Yeah. It was about, I took out, it, yeah, oh, everyone, but when everyone goes camping, yeah, yep. they, they always go, like, you say you went to John Lewis, but I go to Argos. Yeah. yeah. And you buy all the camping equipment, yeah? Yeah. 
So I took out camping insurance. Yeah. But I was, but, but the thing was, if my got, if my tank got nicked in the middle of the night, I would not be covered. That was my joke. There we yeah. go, Keith. I hope if Keith is listening, if you can there acknowledge... There you go. I hope I've satisfied him. Um, well, uh, do you know what? You quite put... Keith, if you're listening, if you can acknowledge receipt of that joke, and then we can consider this matter finished. OK, right. Oh, what have you got for us? OK. So, I found him for a serious reason, actually, tonight, oh. but you, just hearing that last call, I'll, I'll say about music. Yeah? Yes, sir. OK. Um, about the Beatles and things... Like that, the Beatles yeah. And things like that, yes. Yeah, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, yeah? Yes. Picture yourself flat on a river. Flat on a river? Picture yourself down, you know, you know what I mean. The, Picture the, yourself, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. Do you know the words? Have you heard the song? Yes, I know the song. Do I've you know the words? On, I can't. God, I always crack up with you. I, I don't think it's me that's caused your crack. Do you find him up. intimidating? Yeah. Would yeah, you prefer I, it? Would you prefer it if I kept quiet and you addressed Catherine, who won't be yeah. so picky about the Beatles lyrics being yeah, incorrectly uh, delivered? Well, okay. Picture yourself floating down a river. Well, okay. And there's another. There's another lyric in it that said, "Follow the girl with kaleidoscope eyes." Is that? Yes. Okay. Right. Now, now we've all looked into a kaleidoscope, haven't we? Before, as a child. I assume so. So, you can imagine following a girl with kaleidoscope eyes, well, yeah. she'd have funny eyes, wouldn't she? Oh, yeah, can you imagine that? Can you compare that with Lewis Carroll now? And the Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, yeah? You cross-reference it with Lewis Carroll. Now, now, you do a show called Down the Rabbit Hole or something, don't you? Fact. Yes. Now, yes, it's the same sort of thing. Yes, he might have been on hallucinogenic drugs. No, I'm not. I've just only... I've only cracked open my first can of cider tonight, and I've done nothing else. But it's the same thing. Picture yourself on a boat on a river. uh, Yeah. Yeah. With tangerine trees and marmalade skies. Skies, yeah. Yeah. Now, you can... now, Somebody calls fact, you, you answer quite slowly. The girl with kaleidoscope eyes. I am fol- I'm, who's following her? Now look now now look up the last the last Temptation of Christ of, of Lewis Carroll's Lewis Carroll's adventures I'm a in Wonderland. A little bit busy now doing the radio show. Okay, long, right. long. Keith Keith was listening. Okay. Keith has texted in. He's texted sure. I won't do the voice. Ah, classic humour there. Thanks, Paul. That's from Keith. Okay, you were talking about aeroplanes earlier. Video. Okay. Were we? I don't... Did we? You were talking about aeroplanes, yeah. Why? I don't know why you were talking about aeroplanes. Because of the BA thing. Not the BT thing, the BA thing. Okay, right. Okay. Why was Peter Pan banned from using any airline? Oh, let's see if we can work this out. Uh, Why was Peter Pan banned from using any airline? Airline, Peter Pan. I know, because he's on. a right giddy goat and in a pain, really. And he can fly well, by himself. He anyway. can fly by himself because um, he because um, he kept getting his Tinkerbell out. That could be no, could mean he's no, painless. Because, no, because if no, because if he got on a plane, it would never never land. Yeah, we would do when it got there. Yeah. <sighs> okay. To end where, if he's flying to like Malaga <laughs> from Luton, it would would land. Captain Hook would get him now, wouldn't it, sir? Okay. okay, I'll finish. 
Why do they have frosted glass on airplane toilet windows? So no one can look in? Who's going to look at you at 30,000 feet? They don't have windows. What are you talking about, you madman? I'm not a very comfortable flyer. I don't like... I don't like flight. It makes me nauseous, and I do think I'm going to die. Right. Not as much as I used to, but it does make me nauseous. I can't talk on a flight, Catherine. Good. No, 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 good, good. I actually, I can't. Um, what is this? Hang on. Um, hang on a minute. What's this on my computer? Hang on. Um, what's this? Hang on. I don't know why this has just popped up on my computer. Hang on. DJ, play that music louder. Boom, clap, boom, 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 clap, boom, clap, boom, boom, boom. He may have been saying a rude word there, I'm not totally sure, I don't know. Um, I've got some real crap on my computer, yeah, I mean, right. absolute... Uh, Absolute. Uh, Did you download now? That's what I call crap. Eighty-five. Um. Oh, this is a good song. This is a good song. You like this? That's the way it's gotta be. Oh, she got, she got. La 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 la, bug. So what? What you say, love? Yeah. Okay, okay. What more can I say? Oh wait. Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, you know it. You know what I'm saying? Girl, you got the bug. How come Handsome are on Virgin today? I don't know, because they didn't respond to my emails. Well, I've interviewed Handsome four times before. Ah. What? Because I've interviewed them before? Yeah, maybe they did. But no, but I always give, I always give good... In- I, d- I never mention Umbop. No. I bet Jamie East mentioned oh, Umbop. all over it all the time. Were they, were they downstairs? Well, I'm guessing so, Screw yeah. them. Screw them. Stuff them. Stuff them. When are we getting, um, um, Conehead? Sorry? Uh, the Blues Brothers. Uh, well, he's, he's around next week, so right, I'm waiting so to what, hear back. So what do- <laughs> I'm waiting I, to I've hear worked back. out what the problem is. It's not me, it's you. No, it's not. It's you. We won't hear back from Dan Aykroyd. I've been bigging up the fact that Dan Aykroyd's coming on the show and we won't hear back from him. Right, okay, I'll tell you what the latest is with that whole thing. Right. Can you stop that? Um, can, we, can, hang on a See if you, uh, can I just do the drum solo from Abbey Road? Oh. Go on. Right. Uh, so James, who's looking after Dan when he comes over, says where we would need to be to do this live would probably make more sense to do it there as there'll be events in the evening it'd be good to talk about. OK, so I said, well, if you want to do it live, we're on at 10 o'clock. And then he said, uh, that's tricky for him. Yeah. I don't think it'll work as doing events in the evening. Might need to get you down somewhere to record it in the morning. Yeah, yeah, fine. And I said, okay, that's not impossible. Let me know and we'll, we'll make it there. work. We'll be there. It's all, gone, it's all gone quiet. I got a feeling we're getting blown off No, no, no. Well, I'm going to write to him now again. Well, Hanson blew us off. They didn't even respond. That's outrageous. That is... I've given, They've changed. I've given Hanson some of the best interviews of their career. Some of the best interviews, and they have betrayed me. Oh, well, never mind. Um, Lance has texted in. Here's a topic. I don't need topics, guys. I, I know how to do topics. I am the topic master. 
um, a film series where every film is great. I can't think of one, he says, except maybe Back to the Future. Well, you've, you've no. forgotten Back to the Future 3, which is awful. A film... I watched all seven police academies in one day. That was... That was... Uh, that was hard work. <laughs> back to back. Literally, one finish. We go, right. Can we have a break? No. Put on number five. Oh, it was tough. Six is surprisingly good. Is it? Uh, was you it have four? to get through five to yeah, find four, it. Four and f- I mean, it's law of diminishing returns. Four and five are, 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 are tough. They're, they're tough. But six is actually quite a good film. Probably the second best in the franchise. Or is it, and then seven is it just it doesn't make any sense. Um, but I can't think of any films, any film franchises. Here's here's my prediction, by the way, guys. You know that um, the last Star Wars film. The was it called? What was it? Rogue no, One. Rogue? No, no, not Rogue One, because that doesn't count as part of. That doesn't count as a Star Wars film. What? The one that was Episode Seven. Episode Seven. The um, Last Jedi. Whatever. I don't give. I don't care. I don't know what it's called. Right now, if we because that one co- basically copied Star Wars. Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Basically, is the same plot. So you mean he, Return of the Jedi? No, mate. That's the sixth film, you muppet. The seventh film is Star Wars: The Last, The Last, The Last Remaining Jedi. All right, yeah, fair. Oh, no, that's the next one. Is the yeah, last? Yeah, no, bit. you're confusing me. Well, that's eight. So seven, whatever it was. Right, Empire the dark, Strikes Back, Dark Knight, The Dark Knight. No, no. I think he's being a dick just to annoy me, and it is working. You'll be pleased to hear it, it, it is working. So don't even do it. Right. <laughs> All right, let's go through them. Ep- Star Wars, episode one. A New Hope. Are you being an absolute ass? That's the first one. Here's my prediction, right? Um, seven copied four, right? And so it was exciting. It was good. A good story. So, same story. Don't. Just just don't. Just actually don't, because you really are annoying me, and I'm going to throw a pen at you, but I'm going to throw it hard, point first. Yeah, but I've seen Wonder Woman, so I'll just... All right, let's try that, shall we? Go on. Go on. <laughs> oh, around the boob. Yeah, well... Now... Yeah, sure, not a problem. Not in the equipment room. Here's the thing, right? So, episode seven was a direct rip-off of episode four, although for legal reasons I wouldn't say that, but just a bigger Death Star, right? So, episode eight is going to rip off episode five, The Empire Strikes Back, and everyone knows The Empire Strikes Back was really, really boring. So, it'll be her on that cliff in Devon, with um, Mark Hamill learning how to be a Jedi, then he'll go and have, have, have a fight with Han Solo's son, then he'll die, and then she, she'll have a fight with him, and he'll go, I am your brother. And then it'll be Return of the Jedi. That's my prediction, guys. You heard it here first. The next Star Wars film is going to be the same as Empire Strikes Back, which was boring, and it will also be boring. It'll be exactly the same plot. I don't even need to see it. I've I've got it. I've got it. I don't even need to see it. Um, oh three. I'm only talking because none of these suckers. And I said suckers, but I was thinking something else. Can be bothered to call in to Outrageous. the uh, the fun factory, the giggle factory. Listen, what am I going to do about these kittens? Um, kill them. What? No, get get in touch with Cats Protection. They'll really? Sort of, yeah, Cats Protection. Or sort but of. But I feel like I'm dobbing them in. They're doing all right with them, mum, aren't they? No, they're not, because they're they're. This area is full of crack addicts and and um, uh, sex offenders. And if if they don't get, um, they're going to get hooked on crack. Yeah, and then they're going to get um, pimped out. 
So I, I think the best thing you can do is to report them to the Cats Protection League. Um, I can't steal her babies, can I? No, no, you could. You, well, you could, but you'd have to then kill her. And uh, and the babies have probably got they've probably got diseases and stuff, but you should take them to cats protection because then they can get neutered and that way they won't have um, any more babies because there are too, too many cats in the world and that's a fact that's a scientific fact. Another hour of this rubbish to go, guys. Um, and th- those listeners that have come over from I think might be going back to oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You can listen to us on DAB. You can download the smartphone app. Oh, and by the way, have you? downloaded our podcasts we do daily podcasts and then we sneak out a bonus one on a friday as well if you go to itunes and type in uh, ian lee talk radio then up they pop you can also get them on people can say what about android what about, well, you can get them from my what well, first of all why should i do all the work for you secondly you can get them from your usual podcast providers there's no need there's no need for me for me to keep tweeting just wherever you get podcasts from you can get this thank you Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I want to settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home so if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat and come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on That'll do it. That'll get us. Oh, should I do this now? Oh, yes. 
Talk Radio and The Sun join forces for a live debate on the upcoming election. Can I just say, by the way, we're, we're, I don't care what party they are, I'm sick and tired of um, um, uh, uh, broadcasters trying to catch out politicians on numbers. I don't care. Who cares? I mean, there's the Corbyn thing and um, there was um, someone for the Tories got done the other day. And it just, I don't care. So how much does this cost? I, I've forgotten. Just I've forgotten. So how much is that poly- well, I've, I've forgotten. It's, 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 we've got it written down. I can find it. But I've, honestly, at the top of my head, I've forgotten. It's going to cost a lot of money. And, and I'm sick. And it's a big... That becomes the whole... St- I'm sick and tired of it. People say, well, he, he should know. And the, the t- Conservative person... They, I can't remember who it was in the Conservative. But they should know. And they should... Well, yeah, all right. But so, whatever happens... So they're a billion out when they say... Well, who cares? How much is that thing going to cost? I'm not sure. I've got a feeling it's billions, but I, I could be wrong. Um, if you want, I've got it. I've got. I, I've got it on a bit of paper back in the car. Do you, do you want to give me ten minutes? I'll go. And, Who cares? Stop catching them out. Why is that the news story? Why does that mean that Jeremy Corbyn will be a bad prime minister? Why does when when um, Theresa May got something wrong on this thing the other day? Apparently, why does that mean she'd be a bad prime minister? The Lib Dems, they never. Whatever you know, but why? Because they they can't answer one question. What what does that mean? They're going to be a bad prime minister? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Whatever their colours, it's ridiculous. And I think I managed to skirt around that enough to uh, to, to to not get us into trouble. But Talk Radio and the Sun join forces for a live debate on the upcoming election this Thursday night from seven thirty, and you can be there. Julia Hartley-Brower will be grilling the Conservatives' Boris Johnson, Labour's Emily Thornberry, the Liberal Democrats' Sir Vince Cable, and UKIP's Patrick O'Flynn MEP, all in front of a live studio audience. No greens. Tri- tickets are free with complimentary drinks on arrival. Boozy ones, you can get steaming. <laughs> You can get steaming, and uh, the election is going to be decided on who uh, cheers the loudest. So they're going to have a, 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 a clapometer, and whoever gets the loudest clap will um, will win England. And uh, Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland will be sorted out by an arm wrestle. If you want to come to this exclusive London-centric London event show, uh, you can go to the Sun dot co dot uk slash sun talks the sun dot co dot uk slash sun talks good evening sheila good evening ian good evening sheila what can i do for you this evening yes um i was just phoning up about a, a subject you were on about for bands abroad oh yeah 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 go on we got well it was over 20 years ago right enough but um i was in majorca and i seen the drifters <laughs> now, well, how do, when you say you saw the drifters, um, uh, were, were any of the drifters the actual drifters? Yeah, it was the real drifters, yeah. How do you know it was the real drifters? Because they were doing a show. Okay. Did you see their, their COA, their certif- Certificate of Authenticity? No, okay, I didn't see that, but I knew it was the real drifters. How? What are the drifters' names? Well, I don't know their name, because I was only young. Okay. But how do you know it was the Drifters? Because I'd seen them before on TV and heard the music. Okay. Why are you Paxmaning this woman? Well, I just... <laughs> it's the trend at the moment, is to catch... Pa- I just thought the Drifters were one of those bands, like The Temptations, where there were so many people coming and going that, if, you know, that first of all, one person left, and then some, and then two of the others left, and then the person who came in left. So the, so the, but then the... So eventually, there's no original Drifters. That's what I thought the Drifters were. 
Well, I don't know. I was only young at the time. I, I thought they were good. Oh, I bet they, oh, I bet they were good. Oh, don't go, don't get me wrong. So, um, I can't even, what did the drifters do? Did they do hugging and a kissing in the back row of the movies? Yeah, n- n- just a usual. Yeah. Did you usual. actually see the drifters? Oh. Yeah, it was, I was in Yorker. Okay. Um, and how did, uh, how did it feel? Was it like, um, a, a holiday resort? Yeah, it was, uh, it was like in a hotel. There okay. was like a room and it was, a show was getting put on. Yeah. And someone came on stage and said, ladies and gentlemen, the drifters. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like a very memorable evening was had. Uh, it was. Have you ever, uh, how old were you? Oh, I must have only been about 10, 11 years old. Okay. Is it, uh, and did you get up and have a bop? Because my, my boys go through things where sometimes they want to get up and have a bop, and then at the moment they're a little bit too embarrassed to do it. Yeah, I I, I was sitting with my mum now at the time, my little brother, and I just had a little dance around at the table. Yeah, because uh, I, I had a meal. Uh, uh, oh, was it, was, what was it, like chicken in a basket type affair? Um, to be quite honest, I really can't remember much yeah, about yeah, the meal, but yeah. I mean, but the, yeah. yeah. I, I, and I don't care, and I'll, I'm, I'm a dad now, so I'm allowed to do it. I'll just get up and dance in front of the boy. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm 44 in a, in a week and I do not care. I'm going to get up and I'm going to have a boogie because there's, there's nothing quite like it. And if the kids are in back, exactly. the, the worst, I, I told this story before, but the, the, the most of my boy still, my eldest still talks about it. The first concert I took him to, he was uh, just about to turn six and it was the monkeys and we were sat in the front row and there's a point in the show during a very fast song where one of the monkeys offers the microphone to a member of the audience to sing a verse of the song and it was me and I got up and I sang and I turned back and my boy had his head in his hands <laughs> and I said son how wh- wh- how did that make you feel he said I don't know daddy but it made me feel funny in my tummy and I went that's embarrassment get used to it <laughs> that is that is what I'm supposed to be doing as a dad Sheila well, th- that, that, thank that, you for that, that I'm glad it. you enjoyed the drifters Oh, and just to say as well, I enjoyed my Chinese last week as well. No, <laughs> <laughs> it arrived, did it? Yeah, it you did, yeah. Cheeky little sausage. She got it for nothing as well. We didn't take payment, did we? She never saw the drifters. They weren't the drifters. They were just three black men and someone blacked up. <laughs> the chances. Yeah, the chances. <laughs> three black men and, and Neil Diamond from the jazz singer where he blacks up. Hey, that ain't no brother. That's a white boy. Actual quote from the Neil Diamond movie. She never saw the drifters. They're, 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 I believe now that there are, uh, they're, uh, around the world, there are at least six audiences who are experiencing what they believe to be the only drifters concert <laughs> that evening there's yeah. no original drifters in there but when i saw the beach boy there was only one original beach boy in there and that's kind of that's the kind, beach boy but that and that's kind of become accepted now because a lot of people from the 60s are dead but but this was like in the late 60s 70s and 80s when most of them were still alive you would get you didn't know who you were seeing or what was going on sometimes they would arrange it so that you could you can have the name this year and we'll have the name the next year other times they'd had a fight over it i'm sure my mum and dad saw the drifters at blazers in windsor and it wasn't the drifters it was the chances um oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number i tell you what pat pat Hi. Can, I've got to go to a break. Oh. Well, okay, I'm just cutting my toenails, Ian. Okay, oh. well, you do that, and we'll, 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 we'll come back to you after the break. No worry. Okie dokie. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Last 
45 minutes of the show, and I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, you're yawning, Catherine. I am very, very tired. Very tired. I slept like the dead last night. I got home and I w- was going to write down, um, uh, uh, this is what I'm going to decide. I wrote down some stuff I had to do today. You okay, Pat? Hi. Uh, don't worry. I'm just moisturising my soul. What? Because I've just been doing my feet. Oh, your feet. Okay. Thought yeah. You, thought you meant your spiritual soul. No. Um, and then I was going to write. This is what I'm going to write down. A 12 month plan. Because my 12 month plans have been pretty spot yeah, on. Been very they? good. So I'm going to write one, but I haven't got the 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 book that I want to write the 12 month plan in is is somewhere else, and I need to go and pick that up and 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 and, and do that. So I fell asleep, and then I woke up. And normally I wake up about half nine. And then I go back to sleep again and do the repeats, repeat. I woke up and I looked at my, my, my watch. Let's see what the time is. Quarter to one. What? Quarter to one. But I'm still, I'm still exhausted. I've got a busy week. I've got this all week. Saturday, I've got Virgin Radio again. It's easy. Sunday, I'm doing my last ever Ian Lee versus Radio in Birmingham. Um, and I've got the kids Friday. I've got the kids part. Of, oh, it's going to be... Uh, the long old hall. Well, I thought I was going to have an easy morning of it because my mum works at a school, so she's yes, off yes. at the same time as the girls. And she said, "I'll come and pick them up at half eight. So yes. my husband leaves around then. It was yeah. going to be a smooth handover. Didn't factor in the fact that my girls, when they're not at school, um, like to bicker and yep. kick each other in the private. Yes, yes. And fart on each other yeah. and all There's that boys, sugar and spice like stuff. Yeah, boys do. So uh, you know, I was you know when you're lying in bed thinking, don't react, don't react, because yeah. if they know you're awake, then yeah. they'll be in. Yeah. So I was pretending mm. to ignore you know, don't you? So I was pretending to ignore them, but in the end, I had to get up and break it up. Ridiculous. Will you stop farting on each other? Pat, when was the last time you farted on? Don't answer that question. Oh, do you know what? That's so weird, Ian. Why? Because. because well, because I've been watching Britain's Got Talent. Oh, OK. I've, I've not seen it literally for about ten years, so... The, uh, the, and I've been... I think I can do an act for next year, oh, and yeah. it involves farting. Oh. Hello? Hello? Hi, how are you? OK. Um, now, you called me on Virgin Radio... On the Virgin's Radio, yeah. ...when I was on on Saturday, and the young lady, Candice, that was producing, she I could see her on the phone to you, and she she buzzed through. She said, Ian, I've got... I'm a rather confused young woman, and I can't... <laughs> confused is right, isn't it, Pat? And I can't understand what she's saying. Do you want her? And I went, is it Pat? She went, yeah. I said, yes, I'd like to talk to him, please. Why does everyone think I sound like a woman? Have your balls dropped? Oh, not at the moment. You just... If I warm them up a bit, they can drop. But no, I don't want to... I'm a bit fed up with people thinking I'm a woman. Well, what what can I'm we do... Pat, not Patricia. Yeah. What can we do to um, to address this? Because it's, 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 this is the second time. What, 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 maybe you I'm just... I'm more than happy to do a naked selfie and put it on your website. Sweet Lord Jesus, no. Oh. Maybe you need to sound more assertive on the telephone. Maybe, maybe you need to be feistier. So, uh, right, pretend you're phoning me up, right? Yeah. And I go, hello, this is the uh, talk radio. But who's talking? Who's calling? Hi, it's Pat. See, good. Hello, Pat. What would you like to say? I'm a man. I'll put you through. There we go. That mm-hmm. works. Yeah. Oh. And do call again this Saturday, Pat, because no one else bothers. Can I no, get... Yeah, got, I was going to yeah, say, Pat, because otherwise you ring up and you, this is how I answer the phone to me and I'll show you the mistake you're making there. Go on, okay. answer the phone to me, Ian. 
Hello, talk radio, who's calling? Oh, it's Catherine. See? Woman. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't help the way I sound. No. Uh, what have you called in for? Pat, what you got for us tonight? Well, thank you for retweeting, by the way, about my mum's wheelchair. Did she find it? No, I had to give her a piggyback from East Croydon Station. How do you lose a wheelchair? Well, we've had a few Lambrinis. It's a long day because we went up to Manchester to stand at the gates of Coronation Street. Okay, yeah. Uh, we only saw Ken Barlow. Oh, dear. He's slower these days, though. He's easier to catch. I, I know, but he, he sort of very quickly got in his taxi and didn't even stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a wasted journey. So we came back and we were at Crewe and Mum had, Mum had the runs. Oh, jeez. And, and so we got off at Crewe. Yes. And uh, we were in a hurry to get the next train, and she left it there. Right. Okay. So uh, we didn't get it back, and so she's lost the wheelchair and the Mr Blobby She's lost the toy. wheel to live. But I know, it's awful. Yeah. Anyway, that was that. But basically, Ian, I won't, I won't keep you. Well. Just, I've, I've got something I think you might like. Oh, what's, what's that? A new, ra- a new radio station for you to phone in? Oh, oh. OK. No? Oh. Go on. Oh, do, do you really want me to ring someone else? No. Well, I, <laughs> but I would, I would shall pay... I ring, shall I ring that... Uh, what's his name? Nick Abbott? Do you think he'd like me? I'd pay top dollar to hear you speaking to Nick Ferrari. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'd like to ring up Julia Hartley Pua. No, she doesn't take phone calls. Between between 10 and 1, the, the, the station shuts down and she just does a practice show until she gets good. <laughs> no, anyway, no, of course, Pat, I enjoy your calls. What would you like... What, 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 what have you got for me? Well, basically, one of my favourite TV shows is the Antiques Roadshow. Yep, great show. So, so I, th- I, I thought that for next year, with your help, you could maybe get me an audition on the Britain's Got Talent. Huh? Okay, yeah? yes. And I'm going to see if I can blow off. Oh, jeez. To the to the to oh. Britain's Got t- uh, to Antiques Roadshow. Okay. Away you go. You give, can you give me a mo? I've got to put you on speaker. Oh, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Hang on, one sec. This is Bussman's holiday for both of us, isn't it? Oh. I have to do some breathing exercises, Ian. Okay, of course you do. Jesus. Oh, God. Okay, that's, I mean, that's a really, it's, it's, it's an old guy. It? it sounds like he's caught what his mum had. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh three four four four. No wonder we're losing listeners at the rate of knots, if that's uh, <laughs> the best we can come up with. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number. If you want to um, give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Life tips, celebrities' life tips. We live our lives as governed by celebrities. Mm. Your life ain't nothing unless you've had a retweet from a celebrity. Well, um, TV chef Gordon Ramsay says, "What did he say?" 
Never eat specials in a restaurant. Well, that's that's because the special is always stuff they can't get They've rid of. They've got to get rid so of. That's yeah. obvious. Uh, but do haggle over wine. What? Oh no, mortifying. Well, they put they. The, the, that's how restaurants make. I, I always feel guilty when I go for a meal because I don't drink, and my wife doesn't drink particularly. You know, so, so we never get wine. So I always feel guilty, and that's how they make their profit is from the wine. The food you don't make a profit on. It's all from the wine. They got a bottle of wine for six quid. They'll charge you fifteen quid in a restaurant. What are you supposed to do? So you know when they they bring the wine out and let you have a taste of it, right? Yeah. And depending on how expensive it is, you say, oh, "No, I'm sure it's fine." I've sent. I've seen. I've been with people who've sent it back. Oh, but. Is it that the moment we go, mm, no, that tastes like a six-pounder to me. I'm, I'm not going to pay £15 for it. I mean, haggling well, over wine. You can haggle once the thing's open. Oh, no. But I, I know I've seen people say, no, you cook that. You've cooked that. I'd all just go, nah, it's a bit bitter. I'm not having that. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I'm just sitting there going. And also, I, want, I, I generally, I'll just have tap water in a restaurant. Tap water. They hate that. They hate that. While actress Helen Mirren has revealed her do's and don'ts for a happy life including face your fears and don't text at 3am. Here's my tip. Don't buy rubbish on Amazon or eBay at 3am. Last night, uh, last night I bought Primal Scream's Greatest Hits. Um, <laughs> I bought the Albert Goldman book about Elvis Presley. Um, what else did I buy? Absolute, absolute rubbish. I was, I was on it and I was going through it and I was flicking through and I was looking on... I was, oh, absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Here are other stars with some wise words. Okay, we'll get we'll get to those in a minute. Let's go to Graham first. Good evening, Graham. Hello, Ian. Hello, Graham. What you got for us, boss? I just wanted to um talk about Pat's act for Britain's Got Talent. Yes, what do you reckon? Well I think Pat's nicked uh, nicked his act from someone else. Oh go on. Who else farts the Antics Roadshow theme tune? Not specifically that. Have oh. you ever heard of a French guy called La Petamaine? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd, um, he'd um, fart the French national anthem, wouldn't he? Oh, he could do all kinds of stuff. He could blow out candles, he could play tunes, he could shoot water across the But stage. then there was a British one Yeah, Mr Methane. Mr Methane. But yeah. isn't that... I've not seen Britain's Got Talent, but if you go by the newspapers, they're all stealing everyone else. Everyone on there has got a stolen act, haven't they? Yeah, there's nothing original on there anymore. There, they were out like years ago. Do you think... I mean, I worry that programmes like Britain's Got Talent and The X Factor are exploiting the mentally vulnerable, um, which means Pat is probably perfect for it. Well, he's a prime candidate. Yeah, he'd win. Yeah, yeah, maybe... All right, well, uh, uh, Pat, listen, if, if, if it were... Uh, uh, Graham, thank you for that. OK, mate, bye. Bye-bye, there we go. Uh, let's go to Barry. Good evening, Barry. Hello, Evan. How you doing, Ian? I'm all right, thanks, Barry. You've been a bit quiet on the old Barry front. You've been in prison? Yeah, no, I've been listening, Ian. Uh, I actually gave you a call on Friday. Congratulations on uh, on your achievement, the on world, breaking the record on the, the call. world record. One hot on Friday show, if you missed it, 164 calls. Go to talkradio.co.uk to listen to it again or download the podcast. No, I've been enjoying the show, as, uh, Ian. OK, well, thank you very much indeed. Just a, a, a little... Um, Contribution concerning the drifters. Yes, uh, I don't think the lady caller would have. It wouldn't have been any of the original drifters. I think I, um, at the early nineties, they came uh, to the Winter Gardens where I worked, and yes. the last one were, uh, living was Johnny Moore, the last original. He's since passed on. Well, but hang on a minute, because she was said that she saw them when she was ten, and I, d- I mean that could be like twenty years ago. Oh well, uh, yeah, well, okay. Then, She's not yeah. ten now. 
No, I'll take that back then. She probably may have seen <laughs> some of the originals, but the last one was a guy called Johnny Moore. I yeah. met him. I spoke to him. Very nice guy. They got inducted into the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but because there'd been so many drifters... Yeah, it, it took two hours my... just to induct them. Here's, the, here's my thinking, right? And Before, I used to be quite a purist about this, but now I just think, does it really matter? Does it? Like I said, I saw the Beach Boys. There's one original Beach Boy, and there's one that was in and out and in and out, and that's it. And there's a couple of sons, and there's a couple... Does it really matter? The thing about um, Kiss, right? I like Kiss. And I remember years ago in the 90s, Paul Stanley, the lead singer of Kiss, they're the ones with the makeup, saying, one day, because it's, it's only two original members, right? But you don't know because they've all got the makeup on. And he said, one day, there won't be any original members in Kiss. I see um, Kiss being like a franchise. And I see at some point in the future, loads of Kisses all around the world playing playing gigs. You know, you could have five different Kiss bands. And I thought, well, that's a terrible, terrible thing. Now I'm thinking, does it really matter? Does it really matter? If they if they look like the band and they sound like the band, does it really matter that it's not the band? No, I can see where you're coming from. I, I, you know, I mean, as long as it recreates what you've heard from the originals, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just on one small point, please, Ian, I, I'm looking forward to the uh, Eddie Large show. It's quite soon, isn't it? Oh, you're coming to that? Yes, yes, that's on uh, uh, June the 25th. It's sold out, and then some. That's a different story. Uh, make sure you get there early, that's <laughs> all I'll say. Yeah, look, uh, look forward to seeing you, Ian, and um, carry on with the good work. Thank you very uh, much indeed, Barry. I, you, everyone, I should just say, for all, all of my shows, everyone will be uh, frisked for knives. As I'm not taking any chances. Um, 0344 499 1000. We'll get on with these um, celebrities tips after this. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Celebrities are cleverer than you, they're better looking than you, they're more experienced than you, and they're just generally better than you. And that's a fact, and you, you can't even argue with that because it's a fact, okay? It's not even an opinion. So when celebrities give us tips, on uh, 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 on how to live, we should all listen to them because they are charmed beings. They are blessed. Um, here we go, Alexa Chung. Oh, she's so much better than me. Of course she is, Alexa Chung. On breaking up, she's thirty three, so she's lived a life mm-hmm. and she's broken up with more fellas than uh, I have. So she knows her, her onions. This is Alexa Chung's advice. No matter how bad you feel, don't do anything drastic when you're full of heartbreak, says model and presenter Alexa Chung. That's what she does. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Many people opt for a breakup makeover. Of course they do. You've all seen it. Someone gets a divorce and they get their head shaved and start wearing dungarees. (laughs) Alexa, 33, says, quotes, Hair is so linked to how we feel. And everyone goes for something radical after a breakup. Everyone goes for something radical She's after right. a breakup. She's right. But you're not in a fit state to make long-term decisions. You'll have to spend four years growing it out. Buy a lipstick. Go and kiss loads of other people. But don't effing touch your hair. And that is absolutely spot-on advice. Buy a lipstick. Sleep around. Sensibly, responsibly, we don't want any babies or diseases that are unwanted for, from, you know, rebound sexual uh, uh, encounters, of course. Whatever you do, remember this. The, the, to quote Alexa Chung, don't touch your effing hair. What if he dumped you because your hair's horrible and tatty and, like, witchy? Well, 
Funny you should say that, because the next one's Peter Stringfellow on health. <laughs> um, nightclub owner Peter, 76, says, I could probably do a Peter Stringfellow impression. Hang on. Mm. Pe- uh, Careful. It's very close to... Um... What? Oh, I'm not... No, it's not Savile. It's close. Now uh, then. No. Let's see. Now, I'm Peter... Uh... Um, I'm Peter Stringfellow. Do you remember when we stole his table? I do. <laughs> he was furious. It doesn't matter how much you earn. If I could offer one piece of advice, it would be this. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much you earn, says multi-millionaire Peter Stringfellow. If I could offer one piece of advice, it would be this. Get private medical insurance. <laughs> Whether it means trading your car in or not going on holiday, just do it. Whether it means not getting the bus to the food bank, just do it. Having the peace of mind and top medical care can be literally life-saving. Hey, he's not wrong, is he? <laughs> so what if the kids don't eat for a yeah, week? Yeah, exactly! <laughs> this is, a, good, this is a great tweet. This is a great tweet. Um, friend once told me he saw Sam and Dave abroad, <laughs> but in small print at the bottom of the poster it read... Not Original Dave. <laughs> By the way, guys, that is a great name for a band. Not Original Dave is a great name for a band. Bands you've seen abroad, I mean, that combines two topics. And bands where you're hard-picked to, 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 to pick the original members. Um, 03444991000. Um, perky Breasts. Yep. Mariella Frostrop's Perky Breasts. Um, what do Marilyn Monroe, Halle Berry and Mariella Frostrop have in common? They all swear by wearing a bra in, in bed, bed yeah. to stop sagging. Mm-hmm. Mariella, 54, said she learnt the tip from a fellow TV presenter, Paulie Yates. She says, I was moaning about my breasts. And she said, never have a breast job, just wear a bra in bed. That's what I do. Well, hang on a minute. Paulie Yates had her boobs done. I haven't taken it off for 15 years. I haven't taken it off for 15 years. It God, that's going to stink. <laughs> That is going to be rancid. But imagine selling that on eBay. What a fortune you'd make. Um, Parenting advice from Holly Willoughby. As well as being a top TV presenter, Holly is bubbling with parenting advice. Excellent. She's written a book, Truly Happy Baby, It Worked For Me. Uh, And her main lesson is, there is no one right way to do things. Well... There are some. Holly, 36, says, I felt with most of the manuals, an expert tells you to go down one path and stick with it. But what if what you plan just doesn't happen? Look at me, three children and three different experiences. But I've written it on a book you can copy. (laughs) Readers take away one piece of advice. Listen to your gut instinct. Yeah, my gut instinct, Holly, and I like you. You're a nice lady. I've worked with you many, many times. Is uh, not going to buy your book. Um, John Travolta on pretending to... No, John Travolta on being organised. Oh, right, yeah. Pulp Fiction and Grease star Travolta takes what he has learned from piloting a plane into the rest of his life. He says, I love it in the cockpit, grabbing that hard shaft and pulling it back and forth. I'm teasing, of course. Why do they call it a cockpit? No, seriously, why is it called a cockpit? I mean, 
What is the cock? I know, and I'm not being, I don't, genuinely, what is the cock? When my sister was a um, cabin crew, the pilots were, je- oh, I mean, oh, pi- but the, the arrogance, but, but imagine being able to fly a plane. You would be arrogant, wouldn't mm, you? Well, a lot of it's me- uh, automated now, but yes, okay, it's quite impressive. The 63-year-old said there should be no move you make without checklists. It's a saviour to operations. It's a, this is, doesn't even make sense. It's a saviour to operations more than most people realise. It gives you a paper trail and everything soon begins to work like clockwork. Let me just read this. I bet he's really fun at parties. Pulp Fiction and Grease star John takes what he has learnt from piloting a plane into the rest of his life. It's all about organisation and lists. The 63-year-old says, There should be no move you make without checklists. It's a saviour to operations more than most people realise. It gives you a paper trail and everything soon begins to work like clockwork. Doesn't even, that doesn't even make sense. No, but he's had a lot of people nodding and smiling, hasn't he? And he thinks it's an actual sentence. Um, Liz Hurley on how to relax and unwind. Now her days of hit... She, uh, honestly... She's not doing any acting anymore, no, no, is she? No, 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 no. It, it, uh, I will not hear a word said against Liz Hurley. She is the most beautiful woman this world has ever produced. And coming a close second, it's um, um, Kelly Brooks... But before that, ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome the most beautiful woman in the world, Ms Liz Hurley. Maggie uh, Gyllenhaal's going to be really upset because yesterday you were saying it was all about her. Yeah, yeah, she's not the most beautiful woman in the world, though. Uh, I'm in love with her, right? but she's not the most beautiful woman in the world. Liz, here we go. Here's the top three most beautiful women in the world, Mm. Okay, Number one, Liz Hurley. Number two, Kelly Brooks. Number three, Bev Callard. Cockpit. Was originally a sailing careful, term for the Coxwains Station. Uh, Coxwains. In a Royal Navy ship. Yeah, Coxwains. Coxwains. Now her days of hitting the town in safety pin dresses are over. Actress Liz Hurley's. <laughs> what, what are they calling her? An actress? So this has been written. Whoever's written this, Amanda Killalia. You, your English is awful. Now, listen to this sentence. Now her days of hitting the town in safety pin dresses are over. Actress Liz Hurley's recommends one surefire way to relax. The 51... Someone should have proofread this, guys. The 51-year-old says, The only place I can unwind... I don't know, I've never heard her speak. The only place I can unwind is the bath. I light a candle, sprinkle in some Dead Sea salts and (laughs) Joe Malone bath oil and then get my 19-year-old lover to pleasure me from underwater with his tongue. I think you might be adding a little bit of your own. And his... All right! It also helps me sleep and rest properly. Essential so the body can recharge. Um... Um... The rest of it, um... Miranda Hart. I've got my theories about Miranda Hart. I've got some very strong theories about her, but but, but I'm, I'm going to save those for another day. Yeah, reserve those. Kate Thornton on a healthy mind. I like Kate Thornton. It's good Kate Thornton. Kate says being house proud keeps her mind fit and healthy. Oh. Here's the thing, though. We're, we're all going to die one day. None of this matters. No one gives a stuff what your house looks like when you're dead, apart from the people that will clear out all of your crap. No one cares what you did when you were alive. It, it's all pointless and we're all going to die. This is all um, things to keep you busy, make you feel like you've, you've got a full life. Kate says being house proud keeps her mind fit and healthy. She says, I bloody love cleaning. Weirdo. It's my therapy. 
a hangover from being raised in a house hoover daily. That helps me order my head as well as my house. And she's not just scrubbing inside her home. The 44-year-old former loose woman says, once a month, I wash my white paintwork and window sills with bleach. Oh, dear. I've got artificial grass laid, so I hoover my lawn. Oh, no. Yeah. Let's just go to a break. Yeah. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Man, I'm tired. I'm really tired tonight. This, this last hour, it feels a little bit flat to me. I don't know. I don't know. Is it? I don't know if it's flat. I don't know. It feels a little bit flat. I don't know. Um, but it feels a bit flat to me. I don't. Know. Where's the sun? Here's the sun. Um, there's a woman who has got where is it where is it where is it here we go listen to this this is great mum's flat nightmare a mum who was shocked to find a roller coaster being built right next to her flat told last night how her life has been turned upside down oh after it opened oh oh this is brilliant look look, look, that's her on her balcony oh blimey it's right outside that is her on her back literally that is close isn't it that, that's not Photoshop. No, that's real. Picture, no fun. Sarah on balcony as riders wave. <laughs> <laughs> They're waving at the camera. Um, Sarah Hart. I'll see if we can find her for tomorrow. Okay. See if we can find her for tomorrow, because I, li- I, I, I like the sound of this. Sarah Hart. She lives um, in Margate. Right. Sarah Hart, who claims no one told her about the magic mouse ride at Dreamland in Margate. Dreamland is a really famous old um, theme park in Margate that uh, Marty Feldman used to work there. I filmed a little thing about him for some program. And um, uh, I'll tell you who worked with Marty Feldman there. Um, It was the bloke um, who got knocked over by a tram when he was trying to kill Rita Fairclough. Rita! Alan Bradley. Yeah, I got to interview Alan Bradley outside Dreamland in Margate and he just talking about marty feldman it was it was wonderful he was in his 80s and it was just wonderful um sarah hart who claims no, anyway they, they it was closed for years like decades and then they've reopened it um who claims no one told her about the magic mouse ride at dreamland in margate kent so she cannot go on her balcony because of noisy thrill seekers from 11 a.m to 11 p.m oh my sarah 37 said it's not just the screaming everyone stares at us that's terrible. I keep... I've got a recurring memory, right? It's, it's, it's literally... It's, it's a flash. And it's been popping up a lot of, I think, staying at, at Butlins in Bognor Regis with my nan and granddad. And I, I've got a feeling I might have stayed there twice. And I remember once getting bullied by a kid because there was loads of kids and they found a mouse that was dying and he was going to smash the mouse's head in and all i remember was saying well no don't do that it's cruel and, it, and he he had a go at me and said no it's cruel to keep it alive you idiot and everyone kind of went yeah you idiot and i remember just feeling this sea of children and me a voice of me but i have this and i keep getting flashes from it and i i i, I, I wonder if something happened something traumatic happened there i remember getting told off I remember, but I remember being like seven and wandering around on my own. Oh. I remember getting told off during a show because I got in with some naughty boys and we were being too noisy. And like this, the, 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 this, I remember this man in a suit having a go at us. 
I remember being my granddad taking us to the taking me to the treasure hunt, but we, and I was really excited all week. Was looking forward to the treasure hunt, and then we got there and it's too late and it was nearly finished. I remember another thing of my granddad taking me to the trampoline, and I remember going on the trampoline. But I remember feeling really embarrassed because I had loads of things in my pocket and I had to take them out of my pocket. All this weird little thing. But the thing I keep remembering is an indoor sort of theme park, but for really young kiddies, right, for five, six, seven-year-olds. And I remember this sort of train that went around, and it had Alice in Wonderland. That's all I re- on it. That's all I remember. And I don't know why that keeps popping back in my head. I, I should, pro- I, do you know, I should probably Google and see if I can find it. There won't be any photographs of that. I mean, if anyone knows what I'm talking about, there won't be. But it just keeps popping up in my head, and I wonder why. And there's a great, there's a British John Ronson quote where he, he's, he's, someone's doing a past life regression or something on him, right? Oh, he's talking to a therapist and, um, she's talking about, um, how people, children blot out traumatic things. Um, and she says to him, were you ever sexually abused? He said, no. She said, well, you might have been, but you might have blocked it out. And he said, oh, no, no, no. I think I'd remember someone sexually abusing me as a child. Now, I'm not saying someone sexually abused me there. I'm just saying, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know why it's popped into my head now. But there's just, there's just something in there. But I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Um, Are you just remembering the same flash or is there more the coming? Same, no, it's the same flash. There's no more. I remember, I think I'm confusing two holidays. Because uh, I, I remember showing my uh, being in a chalet and showing my grandparents how to swim on a chair. Mm. I was on a chair, but my mum and dad were there then, um, and I, I won't have any pictures of it. But it's just the, the main one is just this indoor sort of theme park, but it's rubbish by today's standards. And there was just a train that went around the track, and there were pictures of, of Snow White or Alice in Wonderland. I don't. Know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it just keeps popping up. It just keeps popping up in my head. The memory is a strange thing, isn't it? The, the, I mean, I think my memory is particularly bad compared to, to other people's. And it's a terrible, terrible memory, as you know. But um, it, 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 there's so many things. If you just think, dear listener, about your life, however old you are now, 20, 30, 50, 70, there's so many things have happened that your brain kind of goes, right, well, that's not worth remembering. That's not worth remembering. That that one's good. Well, put that there. Put that, that log that there. That one... There's more stuff you've forgotten than you remember, I guess is what I'm trying to say in a roundabout kind of way. It's like that film Inside Out. Oh, the the, the kids' film that isn't for kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all little sort of captured moments, isn't it, that they keep? Um, I, and I just wonder why some bits... I mean, the, 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 literally, it's a flash of this thing. Why is that there? What is that? It, and now, of course, as an inquisitive man approaching 44, I'm thinking, well, does it mean something? Does it mean that I was abused there? Or is it just there because it's just a random thing? Or did I, was it like a, a sort of pleasure high that's kind of locked it? You know, because that's another reason reason we kind of remember stuff is because you, you, you got such a buzz that it's it's locked in i don't know life is um is a mystery and i think i think generally it's rubbish hmm. um angela ripham yeah i heard about her she got busted didn't she, she has been right on it she has been on it um 
TV host Angela Rippon has told of her shock when she gave a positive drug test after a massive all-night bender. After eating poppy seeds in bread. (laughs) An analysis showed the 72-year-old had traces of morphine derived from opium in her body. Angela ate a loaf of poppy seed bread and a poppy seed bagel over three days during a probe for the BBC's Rip Off Britain colon food. She investigated... Colon food? Yeah. She investigated after a contributor was fired from a power station job when a routine drug test Uh. showed opiates in his system from the poppy seed bread he'd toasted for breakfast. Angela said, I can promise you... Now, she would say this, wouldn't she? I can promise you that I have never taken anything stronger than an over-the-counter painkiller. I don't even smoke. In more than 50 years of broadcasting, I've found myself in extraordinary situations. Bet she has. <laughs> but I must, must say, I never thought I'd find myself taking a drugs test, let alone have it come back positive. Queen Mary University toxicology expert found morphine in a urine sample. That sounds terrible, she said. Does that mean if I was taking a test as an employee that my employers could say there's a possibility, Rippon, that you're a drug taker? Um, He says no. She didn't have enough in her wee-wee. Oh. Um, mm, 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 mm. The show explained how drug tests are more common in workplaces where employees drive, operate heavy machinery, or where the job is a matter of public safety. Employees are advised to declare if they consume poppy seeds before taking a, a drug test. You ever taken a drug test? They, your hair, isn't it? Your, your hair is the, the way to do it. Because blood tests are not particularly accurate and it your blood cleans itself pretty quickly. But your hair, if you... if you, For example, if you were to take cocaine, they could tell you pretty much what day you'd taken it really yeah because your hair grows and it stays it it, it stays there so they could kind of say well you had here's the thing if you if you're a heavy drug taker and you're working with machinery or you're driving shave your head (laughs) just shave it all off that way they they will never get you Catherine, you do the grown-up bit please because i don't want to can't be bothered don't take drugs it's bad for you and it's illegal unless you're a bald man in which case... Don't take drugs. It's naughty. Why time doesn't fly when you're having fun? And uh, let's just say, for the last 52 minutes, it feels like time has been dragging, doesn't it? Doesn't it, guys? Um, if you feel like your bank holiday weekend whiz-by, a simple, simple trick might make the next one seem longer. Here we go. This is it. This is it. Because it's, uh, the pleasurable things uh, 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 go very, by very quickly. The torturous things go by very slowly. That's that's Experiencing new things makes us think that time has lasted longer than it really did. What? Experiencing new things makes us think that time has lasted longer than it really did. Of course, here's the thing: how do we know that time doesn't last longer? How do we know that time isn't flexible and bendy? Why do we we, we take this prescribed one second, two second, three? How do we know that it doesn't bend and warp? Mm. We don't know. I don't wear a watch for that very reason. Well, 
US neuroscientist and teacher's pet David Eagleman, a professor at Stanford University, said that novel experiences such as visiting an unknown place or enjoying... I disagree with... This guy's talking out of his ass, Or as they say in America, his ass. He's got it wrong. He's completely got this wrong. He said that novel experiences such as visiting an unknown place or enjoying a new activity give the impression of stretching time. Uh-uh, that's the incorrect answer. When you go on holiday, you go... It's like that, suddenly you're back. We're really looking forward to New York. The build-up to New York is taking ages. But do you know what? We're already back from New York. Yeah. We are back from New York now. Look, uh, this guy's an idiot. Going away for the weekend seems longer than staying at home. No, it doesn't. And exploring a new neighbourhood feels like it takes more time than staying indoors. This guy, what are you talking about? He's been eating poppy seed bread. <laughs> Even a weekend with a good book, as long as it's a new one, will seem like you have had a longer break. I'm going to go to Stanford University and I'm going to um, uh, shove this up this bloke's ass. And it will seem to take a second. <laughs> yeah, well, so, right, this is the first time I've done it. It's probably the first time you've had it done. Let's see if it's taken a long or a short time. <laughs> Professor Eagleman said that the phenomenon dun, 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 is due to the brain being more focused on turning unfamiliar information into a memory. You twat. <laughs> Speaking to blog site Science of Us, he said, When you go and experience something novel, it seems to have lasted longer. It's why time seems to fly by so much faster as an adult. No, it's not. That's the theory of relativity. Is it? Yes, it is. Okay. And I explain. I, I talked about this on, on someone. You know, that's the theory of relativity you're explaining. Theory of relativity, right? Time goes by faster for me now than it did as a five-year-old because I've experienced, percentage-wise, right, three hours to a forty-four-year-old man it, it, is it, a drop it, in the ocean. It, yeah, exactly. But to a five-year-old, that they've only experienced five years. Yeah. So it's it's it, it, it's it stretches on and on and on. Is that well? Why didn't they just say that? It's the theory of relativity, guys, explained to you by an idiot, me. Um, when you're a kid, everything is novel, and you're laying down new memories about it. This guy is an absolute charlatan. Professor Eagleman, whose book, The Brain, The Story of You, I think I might have bought that, studies the brain, said, when you look back at the end of a childhood summer, it seems to have taken a long time because you remember this and that, this new thing, learning that. But when you're older, you've sort of seen all the patterns before. The only catch is that the effect only works in hindsight or at the end of your break. This guy's talking about absolute rubbish. Absolutely. He's trying to twist our melons. No, exactly. And and, 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 and I'm going to go and twist his melons. But by melons, I mean what my boys are now referring to as peanuts. I don't like the fact they're calling plums peanuts. No. Because that's that's from someone else's family. We call them plums or balls or testicles. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 you know, plums is our, is our term. And they're, they're calling them peanuts. I need to stop this. In fact, I'm going to... 
tomorrow. Now, I'm going to get those collars you get, those excellent collars you get for training dogs. And every, well, you know when a dog does something naughty, you zap it with the oh. collar. I'm going to do that. Do that with the boys. Every time they say peanuts, I'm going to zap them until they're saying plums. I think that's frowned upon. Yeah. No, well, it's, it's parenting. Holly Willoughby says, not every rule fits. It may not be right for your children. It's certainly right for mine. On that cruel bombshell that could get me potentially arrested and my children taken into care, we say good evening. We say thank you to Stephen Mur- Murdoch. Thank you to Mr Stephen Page. Thank you to Ed. And, of course, thank you to Catherine and all of the callers. Until tonight at ten. Ta-ta. Across the UK, online and on DAB. As the nation gets ready to go to the polls, don't miss Talk Radio's dedicated election 2017 coverage. Join the conversation party on your election station, Talk Radio.